Hey, I'm Nashi. I'm Rizlar. And I'm Frosty. Welcome back to the Value Pack. Hold on, I have to gear, I have to gear check Nash right now. Alright, that is a full job. Dude, he CC'd me out of dance. What's happening? Oh, Rizlar! People look at you like you're crazy, and they refuse to admit <laughs> that it's pay to win, and just scream that it's pay to convenience! It's pay to convenience! Big money, big money, big money, big, big money. money! Oh, shit, we got it! We fucking got it! And welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Value Pack. Uh, <clears throat> I think uh, quite a bit of the show today is actually going to be talking about the Boston event. What 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 was the event called, exactly, Frosty? Do you, do you know? Uh, okay, it was called... It I don't was, know if it, it had was an actual v name. It, it did. It was called VOA. It was like Voices of... What was the A? Voices, Voices of Abyss? Of... Adventures? Adventures. Adventures? There you go. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that's what it was. It was VOA. Ah, that's my contribution for the podcast. I'm done. There you go. You've done uh, something. <laughs> so Frosty went to Boston. He went to PAX East. He went to Boston. He went to the Voices of Adventures, the meetup with a whole bunch of other uh, creators and players and uh, GMs and CMs and all that stuff. Uh, and so we're going to hear him talk about it, basically. i uh, also going to touch on some Global Lab stuff. And uh, yeah, I think, uh, well, you know what? Actually, you know what? I'm not going to say anything because every time I say it, I, I end up uh, jinxing us, so I'm I'm not gonna say what I was about to say. But before we get to all that stuff, gotta thank our lovely patrons: Garmouth.com, Hawaiian, Melt on Your Mouth, Manaria, and Wavesy. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show, as well as the Twitch subs. You can find the Twitch links uh, to everybody's stream down below in the description. Uh, so yeah, Frosty, how was Boston? First of all, I want to be clear that that actually clears Nayashi on having to do any contributions for the next three weeks. That was amazing, yep. Nayashi. <laughs> that's yep. that's been my yep. that's my quota. So you could go they, right they back to the quota for me. Uh-huh. And it's just it's difficult, you know, finding opportunities to actually like you know, just involve myself in these conversations about important topics. You know? That was a mind blowing amount of non Maywa information that you shared with us there. And we were all <laughs> <laughs> blessed to have you. Yeah, that's, um, that's the key. It has to be non-Mewa specific information. Okay, so here is kind of how the event was uh, described to me: is we had like partners were invited, um, and I think they also had to each give kind of a story. But then the whole Voices of Adventure theme was uh, they had their sign-up page was essentially you fill out a story and then they kind of approve and accept people to go or whatever. And they were only, it was like a fairly limited amount of people that could go because the venue wasn't huge. So there was probably when getting there, I probably saw 10 to 15 partners and then another 10 to 15 Prolibus employees and then like 80 to hundred just video players essentially or video fans, something Whatever I don't know how to describe them. Adventures. Um, it was so when I first got there. So I flew. I panicked for six hours on a red eye. Got no sleep. I got to Boston at seven a.m. My flight was at ten fifty p.m. the night before Western time. Got there uh, seven <laughs> seven a.m. Eastern. Um, and I was uh. I was tired, just to say the least. I was very tired. And Choice and I believe Utaru had a friend 
named Sizfiz who invited us to go to lunch at 12.30 that day. So I went to sleep at 7. I set my alarm for 10.30 a.m. So I was like, I, I probably got a total of 50 minutes of sleep while I was on the plane where I'd like fall asleep and then wake up in a panic because we were probably falling to our death. But then I found out we were not, so <laughs> I tried to go back to sleep, you know, and that happened on repeat. So <laughs> I... um. Uh, so I set my alarm for 10.30. My alarm goes off at 10.30. I thought I hit the snooze button. That was wrong. I, uh, I hit, I don't know what I hit, but then I kind of popped up at 12.30 exactly when we were supposed to meet. And I was like, fuck. And I let, I let them know I was running 15 minutes late. I ran to this restaurant. Um, and then that's where I, I met everybody. Like right off the bat, I met a bunch of people. I met Zachary there, Etsu, Wutaru, Choice, um, Sizfiz, who I had not met before, uh, Chef, who I also had not met before, fake uniform. And, uh, so that was cool and interesting and, you know, odd. And everyone asks, a lot of people ask, well, are, do you, were you using everyone's real name or your in-game name? But the truth is we're, we were going to be there at that lunch for an hour and a half. And then the event later that night for about five hours. And I was not going to sit there and try to learn a bunch of different people's real names and then meet a bunch of new people at the venue and try to learn their, you know what I mean? I don't know. I was just yeah, like, no, I'm, I fair. think I actually would have done the same. Thing, yeah. I was so. like, yeah, no, I, I would have too. I'm calling you choice. I'm calling you Atsu. I'm calling you Don. I'm calling, you know what I mean? It was like, I'm calling you Wataro. It just, I know your voice. Like some of the people I've known for so long. So I would just fuck it up anyway. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if I look yeah. at choice, if yeah, you 100%. look at choice, you're thinking choice. I'm just going to say choice. <laughs> like, and I wasn't alone. Like, no one. I don't... It was like everyone was just doing that. So... Oh, yeah. For sure. I, the, the one time I've ever met, like, my BDO friends in real life, we pretty much all called each other by our our uh, our game names anyway. So definitely not alone in that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hamburger I, says I think chat. you would just... Ha hamburger hamburger's been roasting me all day today so far but he said luckily he's bald so he didn't have to worry about bedhead because i got up late that's true i did get to just run straight there with my hair uncombed it was amazing <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing um so wait were you yeah were you were you the only one rocking the shiny the shiny dome uh at, at the in the whole place was i the only bald guy out of the streamers, out of the streamers. Because I don't know. Don't I don't do know. If, I don't know if Alex streams. I I met a shy from Vertex named Alec that was bald. There was a couple bald people. I I didn't keep track if they were all streamers or not. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I, I, I also didn't keep track. I wasn't doing, I didn't have my checklist of bald streamers. Like my, I pull yeah, out my notes. Yeah, I like notes. that that's like, yeah, it's like such a weird thing all. to keep track of. Yeah. I don't know. I just, for some reason, like, yeah, just was curious. Like he just expects, that, out of like, all the pictures, out of all the pictures, you're like, you oh, he's like me. I'm going to go talk to him. Well, all right. <laughs> from the context, from the context of looking at the pictures you sent, like everyone else, you know, that you just stood out. That's all. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Now I got into my Musa voice and I was like, hey, you look bald. And he was like, you look bald too. And I was like, let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so I, uh, so we get to the, the lunch. We had the lunch. That was nice. And then we went straight to the venue from there. Uh, and that's where I, I met up with like Armin and, and the CMs and, and GMs and stuff. And 
it was pretty cool we sat down we were gonna do so the whole voices of adventure thing was these stories that was based on so they did a presentation they had a stage and uh armin and cm i don't want to get this wrong so i'm double uh durgaf were reading stories from some of the adventures that submitted some stuff and those are really cool and then asking some of them were in the audience so they were asking them questions uh as well and then after that they introduced four of the partners it was um xeno from console fake uniform choice and myself to go up and kind of tell a story and we did that and that was that was pretty cool and then after that uh they they talked about um the devs that were there because they had announced that there was going to be a few developers there so these developers kind of came up and they did like a a reverse Q&A where the developers I think were asking us questions which was kind of which was kind of cool and then they were like oh we have a surprise guest and then boom out comes Jay and no one expected Jay to be there so that was pretty cool and he went up and did a little bit of uh, a Q&A with uh, Lamoria, GM Lamoria, and they talked about some stuff, and he was mostly just saying how he was thankful for North America, and uh, and they had wanted to do events in the past, but because of COVID, they couldn't. And then, um, uh, what else? You know, it, just sort of the the niceties. And then, yeah, yeah, he was like, as a thank you, I wanted to show you guys something that no one's seen yet, and uh, here's some concept art of. Draconia's Awakening, and then that we all saw that, and that was really cool. And it got leaked immediately. Yeah, somebody <laughs> spilled the bean. Yeah. Now, I'm curious about that, because you, you said something to the effect of, like, uh, we weren't supposed to share it with anyone. Did he, like, actually say that? Did he say, like, well, hey, keep this shit under wraps? So he didn't, uh, and we didn't, at least that I remember, I didn't sign an NDA or anything, so we we're all, always allowed to talk about everything, but we were not allowed to take pictures of the stage and the stuff going on during the presentation. And they had even reiterated that. They told us that before we even went, but they reiterated it when we were there that like, hey, everything that happens on stage today is for this event and only for this event. Like, so please don't record or take pictures. So, mm. of, of course, someone took a picture essentially immediately and, and shared it. It yeah, was the like- the second it came up on screen. I was like, <laughs> check it. And it, it sucked because I'm sitting there like, dude, like my initial reaction to that was this looks insane and i need to share this and i'm sitting there like i go on reddit and i'm like please like please someone share it please someone share it please someone share it. i'm like looking through please share <laughs> please it. someone braver than i yeah, take someone a braver than i take a photo so i can talk about this please and i was like looking through reddit nothing popped up on reddit and then in my discord someone shared an image and was like this came from the drac discord is this the awakening and i was like ah someone spilled the beans finally we, we can talk about this and uh yeah so well we could have talked about it if they didn't take the picture but you just have to be explaining to right, us right i would now. be explaining to you <laughs> but i thought the way the picture looked was really fucking cool may i i'm actually curious your guy before i get on to the rest of the event because that's the only thing we saw or heard about the awakening i'll pull up the i'll pull up the picture from uh that was shared from the Draconia Discord. Hold on, let me find it real quick, so I have it up. But I was curious what what you guys thought, your initial reactions to that photo, since I didn't get to be there with any of my friends or anything when we first saw it. Right. Um. So the thing that everyone keeps saying is Dragoon, right? That's mm -hmm. the word that everyone keeps throwing around. 
Dragoon, Dragoon, it's gonna be like Dragoon. Um, which like fair, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. Uh, to me, so I remember. First of all, can can we can we can we go back in time and give Nayashi's reaction to this photo? I was can gonna give do that? it anyways. Yes. <laughs> Actually, yes. Hold can on. We, Let me... Can we take a second to do that? No, you're please? right. Let me scroll and find it so I can read it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so now she sees that. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> I, I want the exact wording. Let me scroll up. Hold on. Uh, uh, let's see. Do, give do, the do, same do. spiel. God, where is it? What was the date? When did that happen? Okay, here we go. He goes. So he sees the image. Reslar's like, yeah, someone posted on Reddit. And then Nayashi's reaction is, quote, so Valk, LOL. I mean, it looks like a damn shield at first glance. Bro, get your eyes checked, dude. I don't know. Yeah, me and Reslar were kind of on the same page. Like, I do not see. Okay, a spear, I guess, kind of. But it's not like a Lancia at all. If you look where her hand is on the spear, it's almost equally as long on the bottom and the top of this thing. It, so it's like that, but the only comparison I could see is that maybe you'd say this looks somewhat similar to Valk's Lancia, the weapon. Outside of that, like nothing else here. I just, I don't see it. I mean, the the dragon part kind of looks like it's more of a shield rather than a weapon. If, obviously it's thin, you know, but it just kind of at first glance looked that way. And then the shard or whatever that is kind of look like, you know, either a spear or a javelin or, you know, maybe not obviously a lance, but definitely look something to that effect. So that's why I was thinking it looks kind of like a Valk in a way. So, Rez, what was yeah. your initial reaction when you saw it? Um, so what is what is Dragoon from anyways? What game is that from? I actually have no idea. Oh, yeah, no. you guys are saying like I know Rezar specifically was saying Dragoon. Final but... Fantasy. It's Final Fantasy, and I believe it's dual wielding spears, if I remember correctly. But I've I only know from what other people talk about because I've never played the game. Yeah, it's um, it's certainly not a uh, a Starcraft Dragoon. That would be weird. Yeah, yeah, I know that. <laughs> I got there that much. Could you imagine? This thing, oh, let me show this to Reslar. He might not know what that is because from, from StarCraft 1. It's a, so whenever I hear Dragoon my whole life, that's what I picture, a StarCraft Dragoon. So when people are like, it's a Dragoon, I'm like, oh, like hell it is. It is not a Dragoon. Look at this thing. But A yeah. lot of the images I'm seeing don't show two spears, though. It just Here, shows one spear. I'll show you. Someone sent me an image because I also asked. Like, Dragoon Can I see? Render, it shows a two-handed fucking spear or a trident or something to that effect so that's why i'm like confused where where, where does dragoon actually fit in here here I don't see two the, this spears. is the closest image i saw the, no no dragoon's not necessarily i don't know if it's necessarily dual spears oh that's that's what you guys are suggesting yeah that's the same image it's like right. it's just a fucking spear yeah but it also has like the whole dragon theme and everything okay well yeah I, it's fine i guess but Look, you don't have to be mad at us because you thought it was a Valkyrie, all right? This is definitely... I'm not mad at you because I thought it was a Valkyrie. It does, it, at first glance, like I said, it looked like it was a shield. She was holding a shield, and then her shard, her, I, I guess that, that is the shard offhand, or like super enlarged or something. I don't know. What, what do you perceive the actual 
um, so weapon to be. At first, I thought it was like one long spear and her shard, but it's. I think it's just two equally length spears, except one of them has this whole cloth around it. And I don't know if it will always have the cloth or what the deal is with that cloth. But yeah, and then the other thing on her left, on her left hand that's holding that spear out that's like surrounded by the cloth also has this weird egg shiny light thing hanging off of it that I don't see on the other one. Yeah, plus her hand is open. Is in that photo. is she is it really hanging off that that weapon or is it just some sort of weird image that's going along with the dragon in the background that shadow dragon? I don't know. Yeah, I'm still not entirely convinced. I, I think I mentioned this in our group chat. I feel like that with you and a lot of I think most people are perceiving to be a cloth. I feel like maybe that could be an effect or something from like a skill or maybe I don't know. It could be. I'm not. It looks. It looks too similar on each side to probably be a cloth. It looks more like a design, as as far as like a part of the the weapon, if it is in fact the weapon. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't know. It's it's hard to say what's around it, but it's definitely surrounded by something. Doesn't quite look yeah. like smoke to me either. But um, maybe it's just like I don't know a fucking set of wings that expands open randomly. I don't know. That's weird. My initial reaction though was because of the dragon shadow, which feels like it's being shown for a reason. I I was like happy that they're keeping with that theme instead of like a totally different. Yeah, keep it with the theme. Yeah. Yeah. It, the 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 weapons, if they're both in fact weapons, they do seem to show obviously the outline of a dragon in the background, the tail obviously being I, what is maybe the shard, like an enlarged version of the shard, and then the um, whatever spear, whatever the hell that thing is, um, being the actual, I guess, main threat, so to speak. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. So I think it looks cool. I was, uh, so I asked Amortat while I was at the event, I was like, Amortat, what do you think of the Draconi Awakening thing? And he was like, I hate that there's not more information because this shit like gives me chills. I want this so badly, whatever it is. <laughs> he literally said that he's like, this gives me chills. It looks so freaking cool. Whatever it is, I want it so badly. What if mm -hmm. that weapon or whatever is actually something that helps do a dragon shout out the end of it? <laughs> I don't know. A dra like, I don't know. Like, some people are saying it could be like a flag of some sort. I, I don't know. I can't picture this in game, is the thing. Yeah, it's, it's so it's, like it's unique. It's really looking. hard. It's really hard to figure out what the hell it is. I think what may okay, so if let's pretend the whole left hand didn't exist, I think that this would be like, oh man, it's just like a spear. But that left a hand is what makes lance, this whole yeah. thing so interesting. At I mean, if you me. take away the sh if you take away the shard, it looks more like a lance. Yeah, I actually don't know if it is a shard. It ne like the more I think about it, the more I think it it's similarly length to the one in her right hand, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It might be sh uh, shorter, but I don't know. 
and then the it dragon being lined like up with it just looks it looks so cool whatever this is it looks cool definitely uh hyping up those that are really interested in it yeah um anyway so that's it they they didn't talk about it they just showed this image for a little bit and then uh and then that was that and then they moved on there's someone shared this image of what, what game is this one from rise and is this also a dragoon grand blue fantasy hell? That looks insane. It does, but it has a similar vibe with like the way there's some sort of cloth draping off this left hand. Yeah, yeah she, I can see that. She's half dragon. It's interesting. It's like it's like light and dark type theme with the weapons. Yeah. Anyway, who knows? Maybe that's a. Uh... Was there only one dragon in the lore, or was there two dragons? I can't remember. Only was one, Mar Marthenon. The other dragon is for uh, Guardian. Hmm. Yeah. So there's that. Interesting. Yeah, it looks I don't cool. Know. Whatever we it is, to... it looks pretty cool. It's probably just think... a better Mewa. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Uh, when do you think? Uh, when do you suspect we'll actually have some gameplay? I still think, like think a, a couple weeks or a month. I still think we'll see it at the end of May or the second half of May, and we'll either get it the last week of May or the beginning of June. Beginning of June, I yeah. think that's fair. That's my that's my prediction. Let's see I if think I'm that's wrong. A pretty fair prediction. Um, okay, so that was that. That happened. Uh, let me think about <laughs> the rest of the event. So after that happened, um, Jay hopped off stage, and then, if memory serves, we it kind of just went to, like, now you get to just hang out, and everyone was just kind of walking around, hanging out. They had an open bar, so we were drinking, uh, and saying what's up to different people, and it, it was a, uh, it was a very very cool event honestly like i i thought it was really well done it was super fun i think everyone that was there had a good time they gave away a bunch of stuff they gave away um i think like yeah, some, you talked the, about some raffle right yeah there was a raffle uh they also gave away like you know there's like plushy dolls they gave away like otters and papus to the voices of adventure people who told stories the and then they gave away uh like little black spirit plushie dolls. What, no Lando plushie? With some, no, I don't think uh. so. They gave away some uh, black spirit plushie dolls that was uh, um, with the raffle. And then they also gave away a... Oh God, I can't remember what the third prize was. I forget what the third prize was. But second prize was the, the Dark Knight figurine. They gave one of those away. Computer. No, that, yeah, was, yeah. that was first prize. Oh, that was first prize. Yeah, Sorry. first prize was a uh, I buy power like fully built PC with a um, RTX 3070, which is pretty that, cool. With, and it comes with Cali Ping. 
And the guy that I actually, I got fucking baited on that raffle, by the way, so badly because they said when they called the number, they said 7D. And I was, I was number 17. So like my heart actually dropped for a second. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm getting a PC. Yeah, but dude, it was cool. The guy that won it ran, he was so fucking excited. He was like screaming. So it yeah. it was cool to see. He was so excited that he got it. So it was it was awesome. That's pretty cool. Um, and then they had a couple PCs set up in the back. They had like four PCs, and people were dueling. Sly Nations from console was uh dueling against. He dueled against everyone. He he dueled against Goldsteinberg, Armin. I think he dueled against Etsu, and Etsu was dueling Zachary, and it was it was all over. It was it was pretty cool. Uh, and then the next day... Damn, I'm surprised a little improv tournament didn't fucking spawn from that. Yeah, well, it was kind of like everyone sitting there trying to set up their settings and, you know... Yeah, know. that does get tedious. Yeah. So, it, it was it was a really cool event. And then at, at some point that night, I went and asked Jay a couple of random questions. Like, not... I know, like, everyone, the only thing anyone wants to hear is just suck Zerker balance. <laughs> you know, but it's like, I'm not... I don't know. Suck... I feel like I don't need to tell anyone that Suck Zerker is imbalanced. Like all the GMs and CMs are, you hear them even talk about it from time to time. Like, oh yeah, Suck Zerker's pretty good. Like Armin talked about it. It's like super well known, you know? Well, I mean, but yeah. I, I agree it's well known, but the fuck haven't they done anything about it? <laughs> I, but again, like I'm not the one that's going to be able to fix that. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I I can't even remember what I at night I didn't ask him anything good because I didn't have like uh I was kind of drunk <laughs> and great an opportunity missed because for us yeah got plastered yeah but on the, his one you know little uh, margarita probably right yeah I just had one margarita dude I was also <laughs> I was also kind of a little bit like blown away that I was even able to just go up and talk to him. You know? Yeah, that is actually pretty surprising. Yeah, it was like he was sitting on a table. Like the the cool thing about it is my assumption would be, oh, the Perlibus devs are all going to be kind of in a corner at a private table or in a different room. But he was just walking around and you could just like go up to him. That is actually very surprising. It was. It was cool. It wasn't like he was trying to hide from people. He was like there. Like I, I showed the image earlier of uh, he was literally just having a Sam Adams while watching Armin PvP. <laughs> it was uh I was oh, if he really... was watching Armin PvP, you know ninja nurse are coming. They're coming. Dude, it was funny. I, I was I don't know why I thought about this, but I was like, it would be so funny if Jay leaned in to Armin and was like, uh what what class is this? Like he just doesn't know. Funny. <laughs> like if he did it on purpose just to troll, just to piss people off, I feel like it would have been so goddamn funny. That would be funny. Or he goes up to Goldsteinberg, like, "Hey, what what class are you playing right now? I'm trying to learn all the classes." I feel like <laughs> I feel like if he's if he's you know there and you know making himself freely available for people to come up to and talk talk with him and whatnot, I feel like he's probably more involved than people give him credit for. Yeah, so he was walking around talking and and hanging out, and that was that was really cool. And then uh, and then after we went and played some pool. With uh, like choice and and a few of the partners, uh, went and played some pool at this like absolute dive bar. It was like crazy dive bar, and then I went home. And then the next day, 
before my flight, we had a brunch where, uh, like, so it was like, uh, partners were there, the CMs and GMs were there, Jay again was there, and along with some of the developers that developed, like, a lot of the quest line and the, the like, that was part of the thing when they, when they brought the developers on stages, like, two of the developers had worked, like, super hard on the Eternal Winter quest line. Uh, which so I think was really that. good. Yeah, which was which was pretty cool. And then, so at at the end of that, like brunch, uh, I got to ask Jay two questions. And I know again, it's not wasn't Sugzerker related, but one of the questions I asked him was if so. I I had mentioned how when I'm with my friends in Discord or or we're doing the podcast, like we argue about balance constantly. It's like tough sometimes people don't agree or people feel like because their experience one thing is better than the other and you don't always agree and you get into heated arguments and I was asking when they're doing balancing and they're like in a room or having a meeting about balance if they ever get into arguments or heated arguments or is it just one person kind of saying what it's going to be and like how things are going to go and Jay's answer was that Sometimes he said that it's kind of like that, but what happens is they'll have a discussion and they'll bring up like ideas and say what they think or feel about it. And then a lot of the people that will, for example, main the class will be like, well, that's not, we're not that strong. Like we, we can't do this or we, we can, we're better at doing this and that there will be like disagreements and arguments about that stuff, but it doesn't get like super heated. And I was, so I, I, I thought that, that was interesting. I assume he means the people that made the class, the devs? Yes, the devs. The de the people in the room that are having the balanced discussion. For example, someone will be like, well, um, I'm, I'm giving, he didn't give this example, but I'm giving this example that someone would be like, well, uh, we're considering changing this on Kuno. And then someone that mains Kuno on the class that's in this meeting is like, but I, I, it doesn't make sense to change that because we're, this isn't that good here or it's going to hurt this or whatever, you know, something along those lines. Um, so that part was cool. And then the other thing I, I had mentioned and asked and the answer I got back was more of a, uh, political it, it was very, yeah, very like generic political answer. And then they, they wanted to get questions from someone else. So, <laughs> They're like, get him off the stage. <laughs> get him out of here. But I asked, I said, <laughs> so I, I was like, my favorite class and my favorite spec right now is awakening Kunoichi. But if I want to make money in the game, I can't play that class. I have to play at best Succession Kuno or some other class, Lawn or Striker or whatever, if I want to make good money in the game. And I think a lot of people feel bad that their favorite class doesn't earn them that much money in PvE or they're losing money if they're playing the class that they actually like. And I was saying you know, essentially, are you doing something to address that? Or is that something you think about like leaving? Cause some of these classes feel like they've been left behind, uh, for a while. And then I, yeah, I got just kind of a very vanilla, like, well, we have a baseline for where we want the balance to be. And we're, we're doing our best to improve it all the time and, and this and that. And we always are getting adventures feedback and, and thank you for your question. I think someone else wants to ask a question. <laughs> yeah. They immediately so, kick him. Out. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was, it was, it was funny. Like, uh, you were giving us, uh, you know, some highlights from the night before, and then you said you had to go to brunch. So, I, you know, I was like, we didn't hear anything back from Frosty for a while. 
figured you would yeah, have they tied, they they... I was like, oh, no, I wonder if he, he talked to Jay about too much, and now they have to take him away. <laughs> they tied me up and covered my mouth and said, you're not speaking for three hours until you apologize for even thinking to ask a question like that. <laughs> yeah, basically. So, you know, I didn't learn much. And look, I, I'm going to defend myself. At least I discussed PV balance, which affects everyone. I'm pretty sure Choice's main goal was to find out why Zerkers have short capes. Okay. So, um, so I no. need everyone to get off now, my back that's a question and go, I can get behind. go attack Choice. All right. Wait, wait. That's a question you can get behind. What the hell? Maywa sh had short capes for the longest fucking time. Okay, but you guys like those short capes. Also, you No, wear... we don't. We fucking no, hate them. No, hold on. You think you hate them, but you wear them forward, so when you spit up on yourselves, it, it catches it. Oh, my it. God. They're bibs. Oh, my God. Don't even. Don't even. No, we're all also, the entire fucking community has been pissed off about the fucking short cape shit for a long ass time now. It's bullshit. Need I point out that uh, Zerker's been around for longer than Maywa, by the way? So we have seniority over you in terms of short yeah, cape it's problems. It's not typical for a <laughs> fucking giant ass guy to have a fucking cape when he has cannons and whatnot. It makes it difficult to fly, you know? Yeah. I think. I, I still feel like as long as it's catching the dribble that's coming out of your mouth, it should be fine on Maywa. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, anyway, that was the event. And then I was like, oh, man, I got to I gotta get out of here. And then I went on a plane and only had about, it was a six hour and 20 minute flight, but only had like three hours of panic attacks on the way back. So it wasn't nearly as bad. Like if I'm not trying to sleep, I feel pretty comfortable. If I'm tired and trying to sleep, like I get that just constant on repeat you know when you're falling asleep and it, and you wake up real quick because it feels like you're falling like you stepped off a curb or yeah. something yeah i just get that on repeat when i'm on a plane trying to sleep basically and it's horrible yeah that's pretty bad so on the way back this is during the day it wasn't uh anyway that's so pleasant. during my during my five minute storytelling uh i was I let everyone know that I was concerned that there were a lot of shies there, that that was wor <laughs> worrying. That was one of the things I, I, I talked about at the beginning. Uh, I did also apologize and, and kind of, I mentioned like, look, I, I probably have argued with half the people in this room about something at some point, and I don't mean any harm or any uh, anything negative. It's just how I am. And then I also asked for spin spree to be buffed at the end i said spin spree also for the record spin spree could use like a five to ten percent damage buff that's all i'm saying nothing nothing major and then the devs laughed so i don't think that's happening um yeah that would definitely happen yeah but i did white knight i i let them know because i knew devs were there i didn't know jay was there so maybe i'll get a raise reslar I didn't know Jay was there. I knew the devs were there. So I was like, you know what? The devs come out. Probably all they they get is people complaining, is my guess, right? Because it's just the nature of BDO players. We're whiny babies. And I mentioned that. And I was like, listen, we, we get complaints all the time. Uh, we complain all the time. I do it on my stream. It's like basically uh, every eight-hour stream, it's like six hours of either I'm complaining or someone in my chat is complaining about something with the game but one of the things that i like about bdo is that potentially there is something every 
every single week. And it's something that we kind of take for granted, whether it's on Global Labs or directly on the live server, there's like some changes going on all of the time. Sure, maybe we're not all super excited about every single one of them, but if you go through the patch notes pretty consistently on Wednesdays, there's huge patches and people get, I mean, I see a bunch of people, like normally if I average like 200 viewers, when Global Lab time comes up, there's like three, four times that many people that show up to see, well, what's happening this week on just a random ass Thursday? Because there might be something new on Global Labs and it happens so often. And it's something that I noticed in other games before I played BDO that happens very rarely and you don't even think about it. And now again, when I was playing Lost Ark where I'm like, yeah, it's been three weeks. Like there's been two bug fixes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's like, and we're missing like a year and a half worth of content in Lost Ark and still there's been two bug fixes. So it's like, you know, you kind of take it for granted a little bit and for sure, obviously everyone's issues and problems aren't always addressed and that's frustrating and everyone's complaints are totally valid. But I was doing a, I was basically white knighting saying, so for the devs that work super hard on, on making sure there is a giant list of bullet points each week, uh, I, I thank you for that. You're very much appreciated. That was all. That Pretty was fair. so. Hopefully, I do get my raise, and that works out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I mean, it sounds like you guys had a good time there, um, dude. We had a blast. I, I think everyone had so much fun. Honestly, yeah. I wish I, I wish I had the uh, the time to be able to go to that event, but wasn't in the cards this year. I also I'm am jealous, sure. uh, like one of the things I realize every time I go to the East Coast is how jealous I am that people are so close up there. It's like, oh yeah, I came from New York and I came from New Jersey and I drove down from a train and, or I came up from here, like all these different places nearby. I was in Connecticut and I'm, you know what I mean? Like all these different places are all driving or train distance, like somewhat reasonable. And I'm yeah. like... Yeah, I drove nine hours. I'm still in California. I haven't gone <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> True. It's like it's kind of crazy, like how many people from so many different places can show up to an event like that from a train, a bus, or a car. Because it's on the East Coast, you know. I, that's always crazy to me. And then um, another thing. So one, I it was really fun meeting everybody. I thought everyone was really cool. Everyone. I know probably this might surprise people, but I feel like everyone that I met and talked to was kind of the same that they are on stream. At least to me, like cho like everyone's personality seemed the same. So it wasn't like, cause you know, sometimes with streamers, you, you expect a yeah, totally different you get a character. Sometimes. Yeah. Like, you know, so that, I thought that, that was kind of interesting. Um, what else? I mean, you found out how tall Choice is. Yeah. Choice and fake. That was like, that's like the most asked question is like, how tall is everybody? So on average, everyone was, was fairly tall. There weren't any super, super short people, but yet Choice and Fake Uniform are, uh, they're very, very tall. Choice and Fake Uniform are both six foot seven. The weird thing is like, I, I never would have suspected fake would be that tall. I don't know why, Same. but he just, it just, I don't perceive him as on stream as someone that's really tall. I just think he's like, probably like a standard typical height. 
Yeah, I, w I was like immediately just like, all right, fake. You could take your stilts off. No one's going to judge you. It's fine if you're just average. Uh, the funny part is I could see him probably doing that. <laughs> Dude, but yeah, they were tall as hell. It was it was crazy. I, I was kind of surprised. Um, I guess not as much about choice. Maybe I, I kind of thought he was tall. I don't know why. But it was it is funny how many people ask me that or like, hey, Frosty, are you super short? Did did you feel super short? are like was were you taller than anybody it was like just weird questions <laughs> or yeah but uh yeah there's a couple tall people but everyone else is about average i would say more or less uh more importantly the, everyone was pretty cool though i had fun i i felt bad at the end of the event that was i was saying like that's how you kind of know you put on a decent event is like once it was over i felt pretty bad i was i wished it was longer I felt like yeah, damn. I mean, it's that's too bad. that definitely that definitely is a good sign. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So hopefully they do, do something you... like that again in the future. What's up? I was gonna say, do you think they're gonna do it again? And if they do, are you gonna go to it? I think they'll do something. There were hints, or mentions of like they're potentially looking at TwitchCon. Nothing's confirmed uh, this year, so. That might be interesting if they do something. I hope they do. And I be, I mean, I believe that they would have, because they have done events in the past. It's just like, it, for the last two years, you know, COVID, it just made it extremely difficult yeah, to have events. So, um, I, I think that they will. I just, I don't know how soon or how often, but I think they'll have more events. And I, I do hope they do something at TwitchCon, because that I can actually drive to. It's only two hours from my my house in San Diego. That's not bad. Yeah. But it would be really cool to get the value pack crew down there and do a live podcast on camera. That actually would be pretty cool. Dude, I will I will backhand a Maywell that's talking back to me in person though. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, anyway. That's all. The, yeah, that'd um, be uh, that'd be a pretty interesting uh, podcast for sure if we could manage something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I dare you to tell me to my face that that Draconi weapon looks like Valk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, so that that was that was the VOA. Very cool. Thank you, Pearlbiz, for putting that on, and it was extremely nice meeting everyone. Um, I owe Etsu money for an Uber. I was gonna. I was supposed to Venmo him, and I forgot. That's what I haven't forgotten. I apologize. I will still get that too. I think I own five bucks or something. He's gonna come after me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So cool event. Hope it happens again. It was super nice meeting everyone. Fake Utaru choice. The the people I hung out the most is fake Utaru. Uh, fake Utaru choice. Uh, Don skeptic Zachary and Etsu. I unfortunately didn't get to hang out too much with uh, Goldsteinberg. I don't know where he was in the beginning. So I only saw him for a little while and during the PvP stuff. And then I didn't see him after. Uh, oh, I also met Dreadspark, Reslar. I met Dreadspark and Wutaro, so two shies. And That's two shies, too many. There was a few shies there. There was quite a few shies there. Blue Squadron says I'll be at the next one. It's my mission. I will meet Frosty. Hopefully they have another one. Uh, eventually. 
but that that was a lot of fun. It was cool. So there, that is the end of that. All right, let's move on. Um, Global Labs. Oh, my cats are making. Apparently, my cats see birds, so they're making bird noises. I was like, what the fuck is that? Uh, all right, giant Calpheon oh, Elvia chirping thing. Oh, yeah, giant Elvia uh, or Calpheon Elvia giant garrison. 290 AP, 370 DP. This is now the fourth spot they've revealed. Is that right? Yes. I For Calpheon? Think I yeah, think, think they think said so. there's only five, so... No, I heard there's supposed to be three more. Did they say there's three more? I don't know. Uh, I, I thought originally they said there's 12 Elvia spots total, including Serendia. But I don't know. I'm not super uh, excited. Well, Giants is cool. Giants is always a spot where I, I kind of wished it was something a little more useful. I, I like the Giants area. So what, they don't plan on doing fucking catfish or mansions? I don't know. I hope so. I, I hope so. Honestly. But I don't know. Dude, trying to flag up on people at mansions would be pretty rough because, you know, it, you get all that karma back so quick. Yeah, I'm sure that... I doubt it'll be the same, though. Yeah, probably not, but... One can only wish. Alvia uh, Abandoned Monastery? Yeah. No way. Don't do that. That would be lame. Just fix the Abandoned Monastery that's already there. Yeah. That they honestly. reworked, like, two years ago or whatever. Uh, That's how they fix it. They just LVLize it. <laughs> true. True. Well, they said there was going to be like a super high aspirational place, the witch place, that was going to require 340 AP. They haven't mentioned that yet. And they also did mention there was supposed to be LVA Stars End. So, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe there will, will be more than five. I hope so. I, I like. Yeah, I guess more than Stars End is technically a part of Calpheon. Uh, they changed the way that I mean, Elvia... Yeah, go ahead. What, what locations in Serendia weren't Elvialized? It's really only two, right? The graveyard and... Wait, what's the graveyard? graveyard. Or fucking graveyard. Um, what should I call it? I can only think of Moretti Plantation. Soldiers. Soldier Cemetery? Is that that one's Medaya. That's Medaya. That's Medaya. Is it Medaya? Yeah. Yeah, I can only think of Moretti Plantation with the Scarecrows and Northern Hydel Quarry with the Mine Imps. Every other mob, I'm pretty confident, was Elvialized. Yeah, there's nothing else. Now, Wait, granted, Serendia is a way smaller region than Calpheon, but... Is the quarry Serendia? Yeah, did, yeah, did yeah. The, the mine? Where is yeah. it? I can't remember. R where you it's go... Hydel Pass, time. on the way to Hydel from uh, Velia. Oh. Wait. Yeah. Hydel Pass... On the way to Hydel from Velia? Uh, from... from from Velia to Hydel. Which quarry? Oh, you're talking about that little goblin area. Yeah. I Mine assume. Ends. Yeah, I assume that that's just kind of lumped in with Ultra. Yeah, I mean, even though there's no mobs there. And uh, that was never like a the... grind spot, I guess. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like er basically everywhere did. What was the other did one you did... said? Oh, Castle Cron Castle. Uh, no, Cron Castle that's is Balanus. 
Uh, uh, oh. Plantation, the Scarecrows. They didn't LVLize oh, yeah, the Scarecrows. Sheep, sheep Mountain, dude. They didn't LVLize Sheep Mountain. Uh, yeah, I guess all the actual grind spots that have an icon on the map did, though. Yeah. Could you imagine an LVLized uh, Sheep Mountain for all the life scalers? That would be intense. <laughs> uh, what about... Oh, Serendia Shrine. Res. True. Oh, yeah, Serendia Shrine. Yeah, true. yeah that Shrine. actually would have been a good one for them to explore. Yeah, down there is cool. But they're probably... I think they're probably going to end up doing Zarka Shrine. Oh, the one F of Calpheon? Yeah. So it, that would have just been the same place twice. It's sad because yeah. the, the spots that I really... So they did one of the ones that I, I wanted. Troll. The anti-troll fortification. I think that one's a cool one to do. But outside of that, like for me, the ones that I was kind of hoping they would do is... um. Uh, the the cyclopses. Oh yeah, are really cool mobs. I thought yeah, they never be cool. we never really did anything with them. There was like a couple like side quests, and that's it. Yeah, the cyclops I think would be cool. The refugee camp would also be cool. Those zombies, and I I think Treant Forest being LVLized would be to use Resler's term would be cool. Yeah. I don't know, really all these spots. I just want more options, I guess, at the end of the day. But they've done four already. There's for sure going to be at least one more. I mean, you don't Oh, Marnie's that. Lab. There actually hasn't been a Marnie's Lab yet, has there? What are all the ones nah. that they've done? Yeah, there's so, quite a few spots in Calpheon, actually. See, that's the thing, is because they showed Marnie's Lab in their little teaser image when they talked about it. They showed the top of Marnie's Lab. Yeah, I, I guess Sano Camp is a cool one that they did, though, for sure. And Rudum, potentially. Yeah, I do like the Sano Camp idea that they went with. The Giants is cool. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe there will be more than five. I'm starting to think there's going to be more than five. So I heard from someone. I don't know where they got their information from. They suggested there was supposed to be three more. I'm like, who? Yeah, I... I okay, so one of the other changes they made on Global Labs is to the, the weapons. So they originally made the weapons only last three minutes with the Elvia rework instead of five. Uh, or now they last five again. And they also show a... They kind of turn red and you see some lightning when they're within a minute of disappearing. So you know when they're about to go away. Which is nice. Nice QL. Yeah, nice little QL. And now that you, you're going to have to... Well, I don't know how it's going to work with managing them because of cooldown but I mean you're the only one that can grab them now they can't be stolen so it's not as much of an issue as before uh they made a couple more changes to some of the spots that they reworked they repositioned some mobs in a few locations uh we're I I assume we're getting that Wednesday like all of this Elvia stuff Wednesday except for Calpheon obviously so that'll be kind of interesting to see how that ends up playing out. Um, they also lowered the amount or increased the amount. So the number of predator roots that can be obtained from the daily has been increased from two to five to six to 15. So it's kind of cool. They also added some Marnie instruments to the shy. I didn't hear any of the shies at that event, by the way, asking for more musical stuff, but that is what they got. 
maybe they were asking for it behind my back. Well, they knew that you were going to, you know, launch a <laughs> campaign against them if they did it with an earshot of you. Mm-hmm. But... Just like your, your fight against the alpacas. They're, imp they're improving the Papu and Otter quests. <laughs> I just... Stop. You know what I mean? Just stop. What do you mean? Papu's v Otter's content. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, let's see. Scrolling through here. More QOL stuff. More QOL stuff. All right. Draconia got her two new C skills. Now, a couple things I want to talk about when it comes to this. One of them, I mean, both of them, or the first thing, sorry. The first thing is that this is a first, a, com a first since Succession has been out. So the C skills, it's kind of what everyone uses to call the two Awakening skills that every Succession class inherits uh, from the Awakening kit. So we're just going to call it C skill. That's what we're referring to. So for example, on Ranger, they have Nature's Tremble and Regeneration. On Kuno, you have... Dance Macabre and Wheel of Wrath. On Zerker, you have Devastation and Ancient Wave. Every class gets two of their Awakening abilities. Hash weirdly has Ensnaring Sands and Dune Slash, even though neither of the skills look at all like those two abilities. But they... Draconia, this is now the first class ever to get both of her Awakening skills, aka C skills, without having an Awakening is kind of interesting and one of them is a forward guard ability uh that has a charge ability that has either like a normal damage or a charge damage uh, that consumes ions and the other one is a super armor ability that also has normal damage or charge damage uh one is a 15 second cooldown the super armor one's 15 seconds the forward guard one is 12 seconds and they look really really powerful i don't know in pvp we'll have to see like with reduction how it ends up feeling but I do think that both of these skills are going to help her PvE significantly which is another another first in terms of new classes receiving their C skills late outside of the last one was Hash where they actually helped PvE so that's kind of cool that's actually really cool I'm excited for her for Draconia fans to enjoy her PvE yeah so I guess let's get this out of the way first. Okay. Uh, good job, Pearl Abyss, for getting out the C skills early, right? I mean, we should we should give them credit where credit is due. Yeah, and in um, fairness, the the Rebombs came only two weeks, the second week after the class came out, and we got it right away after it was on Global Labs. We didn't have to wait the normal two weeks, so semi credit for that. Although I still think the Rebombs and the C-Skills should launch with the class, but go on. Right, that's what I was about to say, is like, so good job, but just like faster next time, right? Like, uh, I don't know, instantaneously, like release the class with these things. So good job, I'm glad that we're not having to wait for the Awakening to come out for the Succession kit to get its C-Skills, but next time just release the whole kit. Yeah. If it's not ready, then, like, push it back for a week or two. If it's not going to be ready for a week or two. You know what's really crazy to think about? Back in the day, when they released classes, even though they released them in an even worse state by not giving us, like, succession or even absolutes, 
at least we got we used to get awakening two weeks later three weeks at worst so now it's weirdly because it launches with succession we wait significantly longer corsair was six yeah. weeks but at least you're functional you know yeah but people aren't like fully satisfied and it's hard to get a grasp of what the kit is i i don't know it's Fair. just like that's very true my i think people's expectations and they're like why can't this release with succession and absolutes right off the bat were hey it'll release with succession and absolutes right off the bat and then two weeks later awakening but instead it's like just kidding awakening's gonna be five six seven eight weeks later i don't know it's just odd i i still yeah. think you could have just released draconia let's say these c skills come out on wednesday could they not have released Draconia this Wednesday? And then the gap between Awakening and Succession would be even shorter. We already had, like, it just release it fully so people don't already quit it. Because I, I guarantee you, like, there's a lot of people that rolled off it already because of its PVE. They didn't want to wait. Yeah, but That's it's 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 one of those things where it's like... Uh... I don't know. It feels like they're trying to like stretch out the content, right? Like I don't know if that's actually what they're doing, but that's always what it feels like. It feels like they're trying to stretch out the content releases. Yeah. Maybe you should ask Jay that. Like why? Why do you guys always spread out this shit? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because, like, on one hand, if we're asking for it to come out with everything, and if these weren't done, then the only way to do that is to release Draconia a little bit later, right? So, I, I don't know. It just seems so odd to me to release unfinished classes and then make people feel bad. Uh, I'll never understand yeah, it. I agree. If it's not ready, then just delay it. If it is ready, then just ship it. What are you waiting for? Yeah. Uh, they made some changes to Draconia as well in Global Lab. So they nerfed Brimbolt Strike uh, 1 through Absolute. Here, let me go through. Let me go. Let me hop to my Draconia so I uh, can explain to you guys what these abilities are to get your reaction. Because I know there's some people that are definitely complaining about Draconia. Or some people maybe don't think it's too crazy. Some people think it's way too crazy. But it did get a couple nerfs. I, I think with the current state it's in, it feels really strong in large scale. But with the C skills, I feel like it'll be pretty nuts in large scale. So I think the nerfs maybe make sense with it. Oh, so. Brimbolt Strike is shift RMB, right? It goes into the flow that does the, the big damage. Yeah, uh, no. Brimbolt Strike is SRMB. Oh. Which is the other oh, super SRB, big damage the one skill. single hit. Gotcha. Yeah, that's the one very big skill. So that one got reduced, or the PvP reduction rate changed from 47% to 53, which I think makes sense. Um, the all hit rate increase effect of Prime Brimble Raise has been moved to Prime Skewer skill, and the effect has been changed to be applied on successful hit. So it now went from Forward RMB, which when they use Forward RMB, it's just a Forward Guard. I want to say damage skill, but it doesn't actually do damage. Uh, forward guard accuracy buff skill. Uh, it went from that skill 
that oh that also recovers ions to RMB which is just kind of like a stab that has a float or a flow that has a float on the flow so that skill and you now only get the accuracy buff on hit so basically only in combos or in PVE essentially because you're you're never really gonna have that accuracy buff this one I'm also kind of okay with because their accuracy modifiers are really 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 good across the board uh, even on her new abilities, both the C skills have 15% accuracy. A lot of her hard-hitting skills do. Some have even more. Prime Brimbolt Strike, for example, has 17%. So I think a, a nerf to the accuracy is good. Um, let's see. And then, yeah, with how much damage she does, I'm surprised she actually is very high, typically, on most of her heavy-hitting skills with accuracy. Yeah, I mean, you, usually classes like that, they uh, they tend to have a little bit less accuracy. But. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she got a couple nerfs, and uh, with the C skills, also some buffs. So, there's that shift RMB and the flow didn't get changed. Those ones are still the same. SRMB did though a bit. It's going to do a little bit less damage in PvP only, and then the She's just overall going to have less accuracy because I'm telling you, like, in 1v1 or large scale, you're not... That accuracy buff being on hit on an unprotected skill that isn't very fast is... Yeah, you have... I mean, it's only for combos. Which is fine, I think. Perfectly fair. Is it? People are saying Brimbolt... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so I actually do have it backwards. I don't know why. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. You're you're right, Amber. Or ugh, wait, what is this? Oh, wait. Oh, right. No. Okay. That that was my mistake. I literally looked at the second word to make sure, cause so I don't confuse these skills. And by doing so, I got the skills backwards. It, okay. So the opposite. I take it back, Rez. It is Shift RMB that got nerfed, not SRMB. Okay. So That's what I thought. Here, I are, the, like, here are the names of these abilities. That is my, Thank you, uh, Titsy and chat. Nice name, by the way, for the, the tip. It is Blazing <laughs> Strike is SRMB. Brimbolt Strike is Shift RMB. So I literally just hovered over them both. I thought they were both Brimbolt right off the bat. So I hovered over it to see if it said Strike when I hovered over Blazing Strike. And I was like, yeah, it says Strike. Okay, it's that one. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so uh, opposite. Shift RMB is the one that's getting nerfed, which means that the flow also is getting nerfed because the flow, the flow is just inheriting the damage. Off of the... Okay, yeah, so it yeah. Because the flow itself okay, doesn't have good. any PvP reduction on it, so it's just based on the actual. That's what I was gonna say. Is I was like, man, that's really bizarre that they nerf SRMB and not like the skill that's like one-shotting people. How yeah. bizarre. <laughs> well, SR... Okay, so people actually don't know this, but SRMB does about the same damage as Brimbolt Strike with the flow. But Brimbolt's uh, Blazing Strike with SRMB is way slower and harder to execute. And it's also only forward guard, so it could be punished. Yeah. So it's like... Not... But it hits really. It's pretty comparable. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not as much damage, but it's pretty competitive with it. So, there's that. Uh, yeah, and that's actually a pretty significant nerf because it's. 
I mean, it's it's somewhere around 11% damage reduction in PvP. If you math it out. Maybe I'll actually survive. Yeah, that was the other thing too. And again, I, I know this upsets people and the skill does good damage and I don't want to take away from that. It, it does good damage. I'm not saying it doesn't. But I, I even dropped down. We were doing, because everyone had been telling me that they're getting legit one skilled by it. So me and Amritat went into BA and tested and I actually was able to drop all the way down to like 322 DP and he still couldn't one skill me with shift army plus the flow at three at 309 AP. So I, I'm not saying it doesn't do good damage because it, it does. It definitely does. And set separately, I also at 318 AP was not able to one shot Amritat at all even hitting him directly in the back with both the skill and the flow with the giant strap and e-buffed. I was only able to do half of his health. Not that that's not a lot. It is. I just don't know when people are getting one shot if it's just the 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 thing. I, I don't know. It's just tough. Um, and another thing, yeah, maybe class modifiers are, are kind of weird across the board. I, I don't think Kuno is particularly tanky with DR at 320 DP. Maybe some people do. I, I don't know, but it, it literally can't one shot my Kuno at 322 DP with uh, E buff and Giant's draft. It, it gets it super low, but it doesn't one shot me. So, yeah. So I have yet to be one hit by the flow. However, I have been killed by the skill and the flow several times before. Like they'll run in and then hit me with the the skill and then the flow as well hits and I am very very dead. That for sure has happened. Yeah, my um, and I think in large scale, it's not necessarily that they're getting one shot from like full HP. It's that you're taking chip damage. You're at like eighty percent, and then some Draconia comes up and hits you with like you know the flow and at the same time you just happen to get hit by like a fireball or a suck ranger or something and you get obliterated and because the dracani is the big flashy thing that's in your face you go like oh wow that dracani is one single flow did my entire hp bar but it was actually you know the flow and something else right. did like 80 percent or something so yeah. I think there's like a little bit of exaggeration going For on, sure. but also like it's definitely doing a fuckload of damage. Pe people want any class that's not theirs to really not be able to participate. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's kind of like the hidden agenda of all players. It's like, well, that's not the class I'm. I have any intention of playing. It should definitely do no damage. But I think that I, I there's a lot of variables, like you're saying. There's all, also you have to factor in: Are you sitting on a t on a zone that you're defending? Are you? Are there other people hitting you with anything ranged? Do you have your skill effects off? There's like a million different things. But regardless, the skill's getting nerfed by about 10 to 12% damage, raw damage, and their accuracy is being nerfed. Uh, so they're so not... It's a significant hit. Yeah, they're not going to have 9% uh, accuracy uptime in any group PvP unless they just got done comboing someone with an unprotected skill. So... Uh, yeah, definitely feel that'll definitely feel a lot better. Well, not for them, for me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm a, also a little bit spoiled too when I'm fighting Draconian because you can see Shift RMB since I played it a little bit. I you just iframe it. It's 
I, I, so we did, uh, I, I was doing a bunch of fights with a couple Draconias and like for every 10 shift RMB and flows that they cast, like I probably got hit by maybe one of them. Yeah. See, for me, it's a similar thing on one class, but then the exact opposite on another. So if I'm trying to fight a Draconia on Striker, it's like pretty free. Because I just save my iframe for fucking Brimbolt and I just go for like the easiest grab of my life, right? Mm. It's like pretty free. But then I try to fight a Draconia on Sage and there is literally not a goddamn thing I can do about it. It's It's so oppressive. They're just yeah. constantly protected. I can't avoid any damage whatsoever. It is miserable. Well, luckily the damage is getting nerfed, so you'll be you'll be all right. Although maybe you're well, you're still on Sage, so you won't be all right. But for everyone else, you'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. Sage, Sage has problems. The problem in that well, matchup is Sage, not Draconia. Uh, let's let's raise it that way. Unless unless these C skills end up being nuts, then you will all have problems. Oh, uh, yeah, very true. But very we'll see. True. Hopefully they use the second one a lot so we can punish that FG, though, you know? Skill looks cool. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's the Draconia changes. I'm trying to think if there's anything else, like, really major. I don't think so. We, we're getting the pet changes and the Elvia changes this Wednesday, or we should, unless something gets Ooh, delayed. Ooh, that's exciting. Well, yeah. the pet changes, not the Elvia ones. They also gave an interface for this artifact bag which has two separate tabs looks like an artifact section and a lightstone section light zones yeah yeah it looks pretty it, it looks okay, I like it'll it it looks cool I, a lot i don't it, like you still have to put it in your inventory if you want to pull it like it's basically a storage for them and then you can pull it out of the storage which is yeah. fine but i, I kind of wish it was just a a checkbox that I could check and now it's equipped and then if I want to unequip it I uncheck it and then check something else instead instead of having to manage putting them in and out of my inventory you know what I mean so it's like yeah, almost no, it's sure. still better but it's not perfect yeah I mean you, you could consider this you know a work in progress probably you know yeah Uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to bring up? Uh, I don't no, think so. I think that was it for the global lamp stuff. All right, then. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, who who here has gotten their their flame yet? And their Lobresca helmet. So I I did get my flame. Once I got to ninety embers, I got a flame drop. Oh my god, that's awful. Yeah, so I'm probably going to grind out the last nine embers. I, I have 91 embers now. I'm probably going to grind out the last nine and then sell it. How did your enhancing go? Um, I think I did like eight attempts, eight to eight to ten attempts on the duo. So kind of on the rough side, I suppose. Um, but not was, too bad. Was Pry bad? It, no, Pry wasn't too bad. It was mostly just duo. Um, but yeah, no, it was, I mean, I w I had the money for it, so it's not like I was struggling to like push it to duo. I was definitely prepared. Yeah. What about you, Rez? Have you started your grind? Hell no. My helmet doesn't have a single Kafir's level in it yet. Why would I bother grinding the flame? God damn. 
But at least it's a normal pin helmet, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think the other thing is... Uh... Oh, okay. So my enhancing... I My prize were whatever, average. I got my duel on my fourth or fifth attempt. I can't actually remember. And I got my try on my 11th attempt. What stack did you use for your duo? My duo started at a 115 and then it failed up to around 130 something. Nice. And then my try was on a, I actually hit a pen. I was like tapping pen Gaiath a couple times to bring my stack up a bit. Cause I think it was only 165, but I think I ended up hitting it on like a 182. Oh, so you did get the try already. Yeah, so I got it to try on, on attempt number 11. Which technically is the about the average for 9% chance, right? Like 10 and a half attempts. Yeah. Did but you it's it, nice. I assume? Yeah, yeah, it was all croned. I'd say I've been saving those crons since the Calpheon ball, the first one in December. And gotcha. I used literally every single one. I ran out of cron. I even said that I was going to hammer after that attempt, and that attempt went. Nice. It saved you. What are you saving that hammer for? Just whaling attempts? Now I don't or? know. I, I Yeah, I guess whaling, but I don't have any stacks. I have no stacks. My highest stack's like maybe a 110 or something, or a 120. So I don't know. Yeah. You need to get it up to like 250, right? Or something like that for a whaling attempt. Yeah. I was thinking about making a Tet Black Star offhand to build stacks on, and then when it goes, maybe sell it or something. I, I don't really know. But I have nothing to use that hammer on, so it feels kind of weird. If it if it goes to wait, pen attempts or tet attempts? Tet attempts. Oh, okay. To build stacks. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I know there is a lot of people that hate Draconia. I mean, she did get nerfs. I don't know how good the C skills will end up being. They do look like they're gonna hit hard, but I, I mean. The skill everyone's complaining about got nerfed, and same with that. Everyone has complained about their accuracy. Anyone that plays evasion is like, why does this have so much accuracy? And as a hash oh. fan myself, I don't understand why it has the exact same accuracy and evasion buff and debuff as hash, but also has 15 to 17 percent accuracy mods on every ability, and hash has exactly zero percent. Yeah, hash got fucked after the rework. Yeah, I still don't understand why that hasn't changed. Why don't they just give like an average anywhere from like three to seven percent or something on on abilities? It seems so weird to just leave it at zero. I feel like they forgot. I need to go back to VOA and ask Jay. <laughs> kind of sounds like in their little argument dispute, the, the hash player got bullied. She's at the local dog shelter, which just so happens to be in a cavern. Yeah. Wait, wait what? My new puppy is going crazy right now. True. True, true, true. Alright. Comments? Are we good? Yeah, comments. I'm ready. Alrighty. Uh, let me pull it up real you quick. You want to do them or you want me to do them? No, you got this. Alrighty, hold on, let me pull one up real quick. I lost my voice twice this weekend, right? 
Uh-oh, I hit the wrong thing. Oh no, what did I hit? I don't know what I pressed. There we go. There's Check definitely some these. stuff that needs to get deleted, I think. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I haven't checked yet, okay? Let's see, okay, yeah, report this one. Um... Uh, yeah, I think I think we're good. I think it was just one. I forgot that was, this was from the birthday stream. This was from yeah the birthday stream oh, no. uh, in which you were quite intoxicated. I was feeling good, man. How many drinks did you have that day? I don't even think you, I you, was. You, it wasn't even that much. I think I had two shots and like two glasses of wine at that point while I was like sipping on a third. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> oh! No! Okay, yes. Wait, let me uh... I, let me talk about one more thing. Okay, what's that? Well, let me see if I find where I wrote this down. Thank you, Najil, for reminding me. Uh, Did I send this to Dalen? Or myself? Where did I save this? Okay. So, we have, El Elvia has caps, okay? A AP caps, and last week when we talked about it, if I remember correctly, I was a little intoxicated, as you said. We didn't have any information on, the, on what the caps were, how they were going to work. Mm -hmm. Well, Najil went and tested, and now we do. So, here's the weird thing. The caps are uh, essentially... Every AP you go over the cap, you only gain 5% of an AP worth of damage. So for example, if, a, if, Jeez, if your AP like value, nothing. yeah, if your A, if one AP is equal to 100% damage increase, right? Like it, or like the damage is 100%, one AP, 100%, it is reduced down to 5% effectiveness. So if you gain 20 AP, it would be similar to gaining one AP. Right. If that math is right. So yeah. effectively, if you're over more the cap. AP gains useless. Effectively, more AP gain is useless. This includes, uh, this is goes for monster AP, your normal AP. Species damage is excluded entirely. Interesting. Similar to how bloody was before. And... I, the thing is that annoys me is the, um, is the, the descriptions that they gave us are, you know, 280 to 320 AP, which means nothing. Like it, it doesn't actually mean anything because that doesn't account for your monster AP or anything. It, it's brackets, nothing, right? It doesn't give no idea yeah. what that means. So it's like a horrible, horrible way to do it. And I wish they would just give the number based on your stat, your sheet AP, but essentially some of the caps. So for example, Najil said he tested with 802 total AP at bloody monastery and 718 total AP at Baragi, still hundred percent for each AP point. Other spots like Sakura stars and Ash were still uh, soft cap. Um, and then he said that, so essentially the cap, what, where, where did the cap start? Najil, do you remember now off the top of your head? where some of the caps began. 
because like the caps were they were pretty high so i was asking like essentially with my gear now i have insane gear right it's like i'm i'm sitting on double pen black star pen kudum and he said that i would be at some of the spots i would be like just into the caps like at, at the high end spots like orcs and and bloody like i'm like just barely over it so someone like nyash you wouldn't be there yet probably yeah yeah i didn't suspect they would be too much of an issue for me um and then at a place like baragi den he said baragi den it was something around 750 ap so yeah so that's that's the caps the caps they, are really high they're, they're pretty high for the spot i guess appropriate for what they want to be grinded there i just don't love the five percent effectiveness I, I i could understand even i and i would still think it's harsh 50 percent. so that way you still feel like all of your gear you're getting is helping it's just not helping that much but five percent mm -hmm. feels that would mean I, I so where i'm at i would literally need to get I don't even think I could ever gain a, like a full AP worth of damage where I'm at. I'd have to gain, I'd need a pen Blackstar offhand, a pen Debo, and a swap to all pen Tungrad accessories in order to see like a one AP and gain. So I'm not a fan. To be fair I'm not though, a fan I mean, you could arguably say that you're close to being done as far as like in-game gear, right? Yeah, but if I got all those, is it that bad if it helps me a little bit? I mean, it's no, not like I you're getting zero you. damage. It's, it's I not... think it's silly that, you know, in a progression-based type game that you progress and not see that progression. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense for lower end zones so that you don't grieve the lobbies that are just trying to, like, you know, just get into the game. But as far as, like, the high end zones, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, so that that's that's how the caps work. Uh, not sure if that's how it works when it came to KR, if they adjusted it at all, but that that's how the caps work. So, orcs is still obviously like a super high end zone, but if you're choice level gear, I guess technically you should be probably grinding somewhere else, like uh, maybe whatever's coming to Calfion, if you want all of your APs. Yeah, if you want all of your AP to be effective, and I I don't know if they're gonna do caps or anything there too, because some of the Calfion Elvia spots aren't. That high of a requirement some are 290 or 300 or whatever but some are only 270. so i i just my only thing is i just wish the caps weren't as harsh i i get reduced ap at a certain point for some spots to kind of make it be like well we really want around this gear score here because it's appropriate i kind of get it but it just five percent means like so little value is coming out of any of your gear gains and i just find it odd because they just added another item in the game, the Pen Black Star offhand that just adds monster AP as well as artifacts and all of that stuff. Like all of that now, so it's a lot easier to get super high numbers. Uh, like Rez, what, what's your AP with Kudum? Uh, 289. Do you know what your sheet AP is if you go into your stat screen with your Kudum on? Uh, I can check. Give me one second. With Kudamon, yeah, specifically? Yeah, let's just say your total AP is at the top. Okay, hold on, let me or see. Or your total awakening window. Because 
if you factor in the monster AP you get from Kudum and maybe you run, like, if someone runs a Tet Blackstar, like you're not that far off from hitting the potential caps at a place like Baragi or uh, Swamp Nagas or Fogans, you know? All right. Kudum, view my stats. So just uh, total AP top right? Yeah. 535. 535. And what's it say your total monster AP is in the bottom left? Extra AP against monsters. Extra AP against monsters is 134. So you're already at, what, what is it, 660? 670. 670, essentially. And do you have PvE artifacts? Uh, uh, yeah, I have extra AP against monsters, the base one that they gave us. Yeah, so if like it, I don't know if you min max or if you got a black star, like you're already getting close to some of what the caps are at a place like Baragi or Fogans, which would mean after that you don't get much effectiveness out of it. I don't know. It's just it just seems harsh. Five percent just seems harsh. I actually don't. The cap bothers a lot of people more than it does me, but it's just the harshness of the cap that I think bothers me a little bit. Yeah, so, understandable. That's all. All right, let's go to the comments. Thanks, Najil, for the update, by the way. See how it feels when we get it on live. Indeed, indeed. Uh, okay, so we're good now? Comments? Yep. Okay, Maximum Effort says, appreciate the quick upload. Uh, pretty oh, here, pretty sure me... this was a meme. Wait, do you have this sorted? Or do I? Maybe I don't. Oh, wait, I, I did. I think I do. I did not, sorry. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's a meme because I think we recorded on Monday, which no. means it probably wasn't out. No, until... that was not a meme. You you actually recorded you uploaded it the next day when you said it probably would take longer. You got oh, it out relatively I? quick, yeah. For when we recorded. I have the memory it. of a goldfish, so. Uh Greed says Mewa is the worst class in the game. Awakening Mewa has no value being in BDO. She is useless in all content outside role playing, and all Mewa players should re-roll to a better class like Succession Sage. Now that's actually a meme. That is indeed a meme. And and Nayashi, you took this you took this very seriously at first. <laughs> yeah, I uh, definitely uh Debated <laughs> into that one pretty hard. Yeah, you linked you linked a screenshot of this comment to us. Like, what the fuck is this dude on about? <laughs> well, you know, I was, yeah, I've been trying to learn from Frosty. You know, like, you know, how to, you know, white knight for a class, and <laughs> it, just, it just went the wrong way really quickly. Yeah, you know, it did. So. Oh yeah, it did. That went south fast. He's. Uh, Remy says, Frosty's rant about noobs not being able to grind in orcs has been completely false for months and months and months. I've shown minimum 10 people personally since the new year how to do orcs that were like 273, 335. Frosty, listen to your impassioned rant around 19 minutes sometimes and know it's completely off base. Yeah, there's contention for grind spots now, but then most people are just free farming it and advancing their accounts. We typically have people swap using the home server function and easily find their favorite grind spots at orcs. <laughs> Only like 1 in 5 hours does anyone get fucked with due to overcrowding these noobs are getting significantly fucked and restricted from the power grain that orcs provided everyone you could try to make the case that orcs should be nerfed but no way did the people that were 600 650 600 to 650 gear score not lose out big time by having orcs nerfed i got mine i'm super powerful thanks to the works my friends and i put in securing the resources of orcs and pushing out all the bad actors my hard work paid off sucks to be an entry-level player though they're gonna have to work much harder to catch up to be in the same realm as piloters and swipers now 
The funny thing I find about this is, first of all, the whole thing is just, it's just so false on a million, million levels. So the first one that I found interesting over the last couple of weeks, and particularly because of that rant, is the people that are most upset about the orc nerfs are people like Remy, who say, I already got mine, I don't care, I'm looking out for the little guy. All of these super, super geared people that were making 900 mil an hour, those ones are the ones that are mad. The, I've noticed asking around and looking at the feedback, none of the people that are 270, 330 or entry level orcs are upset about this. And do you know why, Reslar, if you had to take a guess? Why? Do tell me why. Because none of them were making 900 mil an hour at orcs because they're entry level at orcs. So this change mm -hmm. isn't going to affect them that much because they were already only making anywhere from 400 to 700 mil, which you're going to be able to make in a bunch of spots still. It didn't benefit them. Again, this guy, you could pretend, Remy, that you care about the little guy, but none of them were making that. The reason you're upset is because you can't keep your lead on all of these people anymore because you're not going to make 900 mil an hour for literally zero effort. And yes, orcs is incredibly contested. And I don't know where you got the stat that only one in five hours do you get fucked with due to overcrowding. That is false. That is just like those numbers are complete bullshit. Ask anyone on SEA, ask anyone on South America, ask anyone in Europe, ask most of the people in, in NA. I think NA has a little bit better time uh, finding spots than some of the other uh, regions, but some of these other regions have three Elvius spots. They have three servers. Like, what what are you talking about? Where is your data from? It doesn't even make any sense, and it's just bullshit. And it's like, um, I I don't know this whole notion, this weird thing of like being upset that your big cash cow got nerfed, and you th you want to pretend it affects everyone else is just like, it's sad. It's just weird. It's weird. Like this virtue signaling for the little guy. They don't care. They're going to be able to make 600 mil an hour exactly what they were making forever. Or uh, even more once they get more gear and go to higher end spots. But for now, it's like, yeah, all, all of the big guys aren't going to be making as much money at orcs. And that sucks for the big guys. But for the little guys, it's fine. Because now those people aren't going to continue to just get further and further ahead for absolutely no reason. And even if the the quote unquote little guys that you taught how to grind orcs uh, have been doing it for the last six months, they weren't making 900 mil an hour like the people that uh, are 305 AP with double pen black star. They're just not. So it, it is nice to attempt to be like, oh yeah, this narrative is wrong and we love the little guy and this fucks the little guy, but it doesn't. And you know what else fucked the little guy is sea monster hunting. It had to get nerfed though because it was way too fucking good. And orcs was way too fucking good and it had to be nerfed. It, it just did. And in the long run, everyone is gonna make a little bit less money at the high end. Uh, so at the high end, you'll make a lot less money. At the medium to low end, you'll make a little bit less or the same. I mean, that's just how it is. It doesn't suck to be an entry level player. They get Tuvala and Seasons and free shit constantly and pen accessories that none of us had and they get they still have Elvia uh, bloody and orcs and now the new buffed Nagas and Fogans and all the Calpheon spots coming and Gyphon I mean I don't know for the first four years I remember grinding Gyphon it was like 29 mil an hour
And now the new guys, when they get enough gear, they get to go to Gyphon. Mostly, it's fairly easy to find a spot there, and it's not going to be that bad. It's just like, I, I don't know. This, it, it's a weird thing. You can't say that it's false for months and months and months and months and then just be the super geared person that's upset about it while all the people with less gear are like, eh, it's all right. I wasn't making 900 mil an hour there anyway. That's all. All right. End of rant number two. End of rant volume two. Uh, seriously says, happy birthday, Frosty. Thank you very much, seriously. I appreciate that. Lil Porkchop says, as a drag enjoyer, this is very troubling news. I love the suck weapon too much to swap to Awakening. Feels bad, man. The gear grind is going to be very long. Well, Lil Porkchop, I, I do think it's going to be a lot better once you get your 2C skills. Hopefully this week. Admori says, infinite pots are important in BDO late game, but I think Fairy Auto Potion is much more important. They should buff Layla's Petal Drops, buff Tier 3 to 4 Fairy Chance, and please make Miraculous Cheers 100% chance to have in every Fairy attempt. Or PA could just make Fairies like pets. We can have multiple Fairies and can only summon one. Yeah, I, I actually agree. I mean, the Fairy system is very toxic. And it it's just very outdated. needs to be changed, yeah. It's very outdated. Uh, I, th you probably, I mean, you probably wake up in a cold sweat just having nightmares about, you know, rolling the fairy on Global Labs for us to try arena Dude. Solar, right? <laughs> that was scary. We got RNG carried actually. I got fucking I, carried on my fairy. I got carried as hell. Miraculous Cheer Five on the first fairy I opened. I was like, all right, sick. Don't need to do anything. Yeah. No, you're carried as uh, hell. I I ended up, I rolled the world mine twice, and I got uh, cheer five and uh, feather the uh, LT. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, Silver Zico says, happy birthday, Frosty. Sorry I couldn't finish the podcast because I had to walk my dog, lol, these Nayashi every stream. <laughs> that wasn't what happened at all. I know, no, but it's it just wasn't. Funny. And my, my dog was actually really sick, so I had to go. I had to take him to the emergency vet. That clip got put in a pistanity video, which just makes me look like a, an asshole. But oh yeah, in did, fairness, did, did. the dog ended up being fine, and yes. I, I totally understand needing to go to vet. And it was not like a hey, you shouldn't take your dog to the vet. Yeah, I, I, know, I hope I no one took it like that. I just it was like in the moment. I the moment you said hey guys. I knew you were about to bail. He, he he actually when you said hey guys, he he actually just blacked out. Just all he saw was just a white rage. <laughs> yeah. I was trying just to troll Nashu, but I was not actually telling him not to take his dog to the vet. <laughs> Ryan Mills says, lol, so many concert console players using Herald of Dawn title these days. So there you go, Frosty. Console players like the Herald of Dawn title. Yeah, I'm surprised. It's a terrible title. Sunfox PL1, nerf from one bill to 500 mil. It won't take that much longer to get there. Yeah, not that much, just two times longer. Smiley face. Yeah, for you to get your Pendebo. But for the people that are 270 AP or 260 AP or 275 AP, they're going to go from 500 mil to, oh yeah, they could just make 500 mil at like 10 different spots now. Two times longer, uh, for sure. Again, I, yeah, the geared people that make double that are the ones that are upset, as always. And to actually not backtrack, but 
unfortunately got to kind of backtrack here because I didn't really comment on it when you were going over your rant earlier. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, for for the whole like people aren't getting dual for spots that often. Is, I literally during this podcast have been dual for spot three times. <laughs> yeah. So well, imagine if you were two hundred on NA where we have far more servers. Okay. In, than... in defense, in defense though, where at Orcs? Yeah, you? I don't, yeah, it orcs. Yeah. Okay. Because I also grinded an hour at orcs during this podcast, and I had one person run through my rotation, and they just ran through, saw that I was there, and they kept running. And dole so, a guardian. In defense of the people that are arguing with you guys, not necessarily that I agree, but just pointing out if we're throwing anecdotal evidence out there. But also yeah. during that hour of orcs, I also only made 400 something mil. So You you mean 900? To, to Frosty's point of like, yeah, you, us gearlets aren't making 1 billion silver. You mean right 900? Now. No, you mean 900 mil an hour. Everyone just hops at orcs and instantly <laughs> makes a bill. It's not yeah, the no, geared people. I I think my hour ended up being for like I want to say like 411 to 420 somewhere in that range, I want to say. So yeah, I no. don't make I don't make 900 mil either. I make on average around 600 mil if if I'm lucky with void drops. No, I, I also w- got fucked on weapons. Also, should be stated, I got one weapon which sucked ass. That won't happen anymore. Look at that. You gearlets are gonna always get more weapons. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nayashi, what what were the three classes you dueled? Um, an awakened guardian. Uh, a Musa, Awaken Musa, and what was the other one? The other one was the first one, Alon. Alon. Do, do you think Alon. those and fights? Then I got, and then I got chased around by a Black Rose Zerker, a Suck Zerker, and that was fun, all for about two seconds until I decided to V and escape escape because I was literally <laughs> going to die. Okay, in those four experiences you had, let's pretend like this guy Remy's comment trigger, let's pretend that with on this guy's comment you were 273 30, 335 do you think those fights go just as well no <laughs> not in the least no oh, i interesting to it's be e- fair e- would to you, be fair would you those say it's easier that dilfer spotted me uh-huh. were those types of individuals <laughs> yeah they it, i i kind of bullied them with gear yeah it's interesting how it's a lot easier when you have gear but the, the poor guys uh, with no gear have it tougher. It was funny. One of the one of the guys was like, he started. He's he asked for a duel for spot. When he started up the duel, he lost the first fight because I do best of three, mostly just for my own entertainment. And uh, then he's like, "Oh wait, can I swap characters uh, <laughs> to a, another character? Do you mind?" I'm like, "Yeah, I mind. We already started the duel. You're just wasting time. You wanted to." If you wanted to fucking play on a favorable matchup, you should have picked it originally. It was just weird. Yeah. That was just a little segue there. I also think what not to continue beating a dead horse or anything, but I also think the whole orcs thing is part of a larger phenomenon that has always plagued BDO, which is people really inflate the shit out of their numbers when they talk about their grind hours. Absolutely. They, they get a, they get a, a nice super RNG juiced up fucking hour. They throw it on that garmoth.com grind calculator. And they're like, yeah, that's what I get all the time. Well, that's baby. what's funny, like about those people is they'll be like, oh, dude, like, yeah, I make like, you know, I, I make like 1.2 billion silver at orcs, 
it's like, oh, really? Where Can you, like, show me on, on Garmoth where you logged that? And then they show me, like, one hour, and I'm like, yeah, 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 but, like, what's what's your average out of curiosity? Yeah. And it's, like, 700, 800 mil, which is still a lot, but yeah. it's like, okay, so you had one hour <laughs> where you got, like, insanely carried, made an yeah. ass load of money, and now you just say that that's what you make. All right, sick. <laughs> the most I've ever gotten at Orcs with a super juiced hour had basically weapon buffs every single minute of it was like i think the top end was like 800 if i sold every little bit of it so that was a really juiced hour but yeah i do not get that consistently yeah 600 600 is very consistent for like non-tryhard decent rng 700 is definitely doable if i'm like really focused in the numbers become even worse when people are trying to make a point or argue oh, about yeah. a class. I, I've had yeah. so many people that oh, are yeah. like, uh, Awaken Kuno is actually super fucking good in PvE. And I was like, I mean, no. And then it's like, well, <laughs> my, my, my friend gets 28k trash on his, uh, on his Awaken Kuno at Orcs. I'm like, okay, well, have him record that for me, please. Because just not a... Uh, well, what Nothing. happens is they forget that their hour ended and they ended up going another half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. All right, I just have to all take right. a second. I have to, I, normally I don't like to think subs until after the podcast because I don't want to interrupt the flow of the show like I'm doing right now, but Sizfiz, who was there with me at the uh, at the event, he was there at the event, he was in the at, went to the lunch with us and paid for lunch, which is very, very kind of him, just <laughs> gifted 25 subs, so... I have oh, to shit. thank him. Sisvis, thank you very much. Thank you. And it was super nice meeting you. You were an awesome, awesome guy. I'll beat your moose's ass in a duel, though. Go ahead, Russ. Continue <laughs> with the comments. <laughs> uh, Mian says, I don't think my explanation on the first comment was clear, so let me try again. I don't keep up with the drama, but there are two big main guilds at SEA that are fighting for I don't know how long now, Guild A, Guild B. The, both these guilds have their own guild allies. My guild is allied with Guild A. And being allied to Guild A makes this enemy to Guild B and their allied guilds. So therefore, Guild B and their allies have permadeck with us. I am not the reason why we have these decks. Before the Winter Region update, our GM started a vote. If we wanted to stay with Guild A, majority OG members said yes, so we stayed. If we left the alliance, that would be the only way Guild B and their allies would undeck us, I think. This is why I wanted to ask if me wanting to grief them was wrong, because if I was the reason for permadex, then I wouldn't have asked in the first place. Also, Frosty's reaction when Ashy was about to leave was Golden Keck W. Thank you for the long podcast. Always love them. No, we understood what you were saying perfectly. The The fact of the matter is that if, if you're if you're griefing people, you're kind of an asshole. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, like, I've griefed people before, and I've acknowledged that when I do that, I'm being an asshole. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, do, I mean you, do you look, consider, you know, someone that's refusing to duel for spot, and then you flag up and try to feed them the mods griefing? Uh... If you feed them to mobs, I think yeah, you're kind of being an asshole. If, if you if you if you clap their if you clap their cheeks, okay. So I think there's layers to it, right? So first of all, if you clap their cheeks and they come back, you clap their cheeks, they come back. Like at this point, they're being an asshole because they're karma bombing you. At this point, like asshole, you fight asshole with asshole, right? That's the way that I look at it. But like, if if your instant like thing is like, so oh, well, actually I'm just gonna happen. feed them the mobs. That then actually I did think happen. you're the asshole. No, 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 no. Like, I I killed them twice because they were refusing to duel for spot. They like they were saying, uh, 
oh, I have weapon buff up. And I'm like, dude, it's orcs. Weapons literally drop a dime a dozen. It's not a big deal. Zulfur spot. <laughs> He's like, eight more minutes. I'm like, no, I'm not fucking waiting eight minutes to duel for spot. Because what's going to happen is the moment I fucking wait, in fucking five minutes' time, another weapon's going to drop. And he's going to say, oh, sorry, man, another ten minutes. So fuck that. So when he was refusing to duel for spot, I gave him ample opportunity. Flagged up on the bitch. Killed him. He came back, killed him again. And after that, I'm like, okay, well, you're just going to keep coming back. So I'll go ahead and start feeding you to mobs. And after that, <laughs> Did you type one that? time. Did you type that out? Wait, what? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start feeding you to mobs. Uh, let me, let me actually see what I did type. Hold on one second. It's probably still in my, uh, uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? So I, I have, I have a no, different feeling on dual for spot from you guys. People say dual for spot to me. I just, I just say no. No, that's not a different feeling for me. I just don't care. And I kind of enjoy the random duel. Yeah. I don't really have a strong feeling one way or the, the other. Duel. Yeah, it's it's almost like a content change for me for a moment, you know, like a yeah. brief break. Right, but Nayashi went up to this person and said duel for spot. I literally never do I, that. I also and don't ever do that, but I don't begrudge people that do, I guess. So maybe that's yeah. where you and I differ. I mean, where's I don't I don't see what the issue is. I mean, you know, when you go into orcs, it's crowded. It is what it is. You not know, according to the comment. Where, not according to a few comments ago. Yeah, I mean, we don't, I, I, we don't... This is where I agree take... with the comment, though. I literally swapped one channel to my other home channel, and I found the rotation that I like to grind was open. I mean, that's... Like, I swapped yeah. once. Okay, but not, it, again, not my experience today. That's as did you, you swap to all of your home channels, meaning, like, <laughs> zero <laughs> cooldown on channel yes. change? All three channels I checked. Well, we've never thought of that, Reslar. What is this new invention you've come up with? Well, it's Nayashi, so you never know. <laughs> Actually, true. He probably cut onions in his eye and he's on the wrong channel. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, oh, man. So, I mean, if you've been, like... Okay, so my thing with DFS is, like, if you've swapped to, like... If you swapped to all your home channels and you went to, like, a random bullshit channel and it's still taken, at that point, if you're like, all right, I'm done with fucking swapping. Yeah, I've like, exhausted I'm ready to all fucking my grind. options. Yeah, like, at that yeah. point, like, I'm I'm fairly understanding... But usually, I don't, usually I, I don't ask think how long. I don't think most people do that. I think most people walk up, they say DFS, I type no, they flag up, and then I kill them anyways. That's ninety nine percent of my interactions and grind spots with other players. I, yeah, I I'm like I usually ask nice. how long, and if it's a short period of time, I definitely wait. Like again, I I don't mind. DFS and when people say, it, and I I totally understand the concept behind it and why people want to do it. I am overly nice in the in this regard where i also do what you do res like i'll check all the channels and then i literally will just go to a worse grind spot when they're all taken and for me my yeah. experience at orcs is they are almost always all taken also to be fair like i don't know if the orcs rotation that i do is good it's the one that's like north of the castle area is that like a good one uh that one wait um North of the north of uh, Brady Fortress, or it's like west actually. Sorry, not north. It's well, west. it's okay. That one's okay. Fortress. That one's okay. That one's not bad. Like I'll actually sometimes I'll take that one if if it's open. But that one's actually never open for me either. Yeah, 
So I usually don't have too much trouble finding that. Usually I'll like swap, it's taken, or like I'll I'll check it, it's taken, I'll swap, it's taken, I'll swap again, and usually it's like open. But I don't know. Source is saying um, I'm lying and that I just ran him down at Fogans, but I'm pretty sure no, that was on I do unless you were a deck or it was on Arsha, I did not just run you down. You're lying. <laughs> Yeah, war decks or Arsha is different. Although, actually, even war decks, for the most part, I don't go after. It it was it was on Arsha. If it wasn't deck, then it was on Arsha. Or you started grinding over my mobs. Then I'll then I'll also yeah. Then I'll just run people down. This is one of those things where I have an opinion that I feel like can't really make anybody happy because I whenever I'm grinding, I don't want to PvP. I enjoy PvP, but occasionally I just want to grind. I want to be left alone. I want to watch three episodes of anime and do my like obligatory hours so that I can pay for my fucking node war buffs. Yeah. And I don't want to be bothered while I'm doing that. And so like whenever people come up and they try to bother me with like PvP bullshit, I'm like, no, I, I don't want to deal with that right now. Yeah, no, I get and people, that. People are always so confused when I just, they type DFS and I just type no, and then I just keep going. I don't know, it's really funny. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, those it's, are the uh, players that feed the mobs. It's a weird <laughs> thing. It's a weird, weird thing. At the end of the day, it's like, just deck. Like, I, I'm in a deckable guild. This is what I always tell people, is it's like, you can declare war on my guild. Like, my guild node wars. You can declare war if you, like, really fucking want this spot that badly. And then, like, I'll fight you, and I'll call the boys, and we'll turn it into a GVG, and that's pretty decent content. But, like, I don't know, this pissing match uh, that people like to do at grind spots is, like, really bizarre and annoying to me. Like not a pissing match, I'm just valuing my time over theirs. There's I'm not even saying necessarily that. that DFS is the, the pissing match. It's more so, like, the... I don't know, the like flagging up and then dying and then coming back and trying to now you're trying to like grind over me and shit and it's just like ugh, okay, what are we doing? Like that's what why you that's why you just feed them the mobs. You skip all those little like grievance <laughs> steps, you know? They skip just all go the nice straight things. they just go straight into just sadness and then they leave. Well it depends who you run into. There are some people that get fed and that is now their mission is to forever <laughs> stay with you. Yeah, and that's fine. I gotta make sure I get all the slots empty. But so. there are also people that, like, they take real offense that you would kill them in this video game. Oh, for sure. My, like, I was in Discord with a guildmate last night that was actually, he was grinding uh, bandits, just, like, super casually, just, like, vibing, and some dude came up in his spot, started grinding on top of him, so he, like, didn't say anything. So my guildmate's just like, alright, well, you gotta die then. So he, he mercs the dude, and the dude literally just starts like harassing my man's in DMs and like causing this whole scene and everything. Like, yeah, how fucking dare you and all this stuff and the other. It's like, that's what the that's, fuck? That's why we have a salt channel in my Discord and yeah. juice Discord. You know, we just take screenshots and post that in there. <laughs> Well, what's funny is he blocked the dude, and that dude followed him around for another probably, like, 40 minutes. And he was like, I have a feeling he's just berating me this entire time, because he's not grinding, he's not griefing, he's literally just following me around. He's probably typing this whole time, but I have him blocked, so I don't know what he's <laughs> saying. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, from, oh, yeah, man. yeah. I went through my block list, I have, like, 250 people. I Basically, anytime someone... Types of macro. 
It, it, the one time I, is fine. Once I see the second one, I usually block them. So there's some actually really nice people that I've blocked. Yeah. I, I blocked a lot of people in, like, world chat and stuff. And then eventually I just turned my world chat off. And my life has improved by at least yeah, 30% world, world since then. So yeah. to go back to the previous topic, I now have literally had two strikers in the last... Two minutes walk up to me and ask how long. And if I said a longer time than five minutes, I'm sure they would ask Dolph for spot because probably be done grinding here in five minutes. All right, let's let's move on. <clears throat> yeah, Andros Luingo says, "Sorry, but your points on the early discussion you had about orcs nerfs not affecting gearlets are not realistic. I do have 630 gear. I was able to farm orcs without any disruption quite often. I barely had one dual port per two to three hours. Was making 400 million per hour, exactly. which is by far the that, best money per hour I could do in a solo spot. Right, and that is probably not changed. That that's the thing. You you now will be able to make the same 400 mil per hour." or more in not only that spot but like a bunch of others that that's exactly my point so he says uh my it's not affecting gearlets is not realistic except like it is by exactly what he said following that up sorry go on uh, he then says, I'm afraid the perspective you are sharing about having five duels in 10 minutes or not taking spots from some of your gear score players is either main spots or just very unlucky or your servers are overpopulated or maybe I'm lucky. Regardless, based on my experience, I strongly disagree with your view that low geared players can't farm orcs for previous motives and this change hurts me and others doesn't feel right. Uh, especially when for months geared players made easy money and it's being denied for others now. But again, again, the thing that drives me nuts about this is, is not. You, you just said you make 400 mil an hour. I don't know what his gear is. Does he say 630 gear score? So what? what is 630? About, about 270? Hi, it's me, 630. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you can make that. Anyways, you can make that. You'll still pro likely, very likely be able to make that at Orcs and also many other places. Like that, that's exactly what I'm saying. So to be like, well, it's not fair that other people got to make that money. It's like you weren't making that money already. So it actually doesn't impact you except that less people will interfere with your grind spot. And if there's actually potential that you just make more because now you're going to have more weapons. Mm. Uh, actually, just went through the expected changes in all LVS spots that we showed at the beginning of the show. They nerfed pretty much all spots with invalidates the orcs rebalance point. They were trying to do pretty much a full nerf overall. Having a challenging game is cool. Having to work to get difficult items or rewards is okay too. But as much as it hurts to say to people who like the game, it is a game. It should feel like a job, which is how it feels. Since you are walled out of content due to lack of gear, it doesn't sound reasonable that in order to get a pen distortion, you need to farm 300 hours at 400 million silver an hour. And before I get answers saying that people can get more money per hour, let me remind you of four things. Uh, those people are already geared. You don't have infinite loot scrolls. It's one gear piece out of 15. Average player plays for around eight hours a week. So farming four to eight hours a day is not reasonable either. So on the double of averaging farming, it means 19 weeks to get it. 19 weeks for three AP to accuracy minus one DP. Let that sink in. I... <sighs> 300, I, what, 300 mil or 300 I, hours? I just got my first pen disto ever. You, you can do everything in the game without a pen disto. You don't need a pen disto. 
I'm so I maybe I'm maybe I'm misunderstanding what he's saying. Well, I think so what this argument feels like to me is he's saying that like right now at 630 gear score his silver will not change. But the benefit of orcs as it is currently and how it has been for a while is that you make 400 silver and then you get an upgrade and then you make 500 million and then six and then seven. And then eventually once you're mega geared, maybe you're making like 900 billion silver an hour. Now that's just capped at like you know, five to six. Holy shit. 900 million, whatever. That's maybe like that's, that. maybe that's the point they're trying to make is that like, for, like now that orcs? it's capped, it doesn't con continuously scale up for them that it would eventually like it has for other people. But I mean, well, there there is still other zones, though. Again, yeah, like again, it, it does. Like, uh, yeah, Gyphon is fairly competitive. We don't know what the Calpheon spots will be like. Like, it, it, it does scale up, and you can definitely scale your money up, like, over time with more gear. So, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and I, I think that's the piece of the puzzle that's missing is that, um, I really think they're going to make Calpheon Elvia, like, pretty insane money but really high gear score Entry. requirements yeah i, I mean it I really makes think, sense i i because like you look at the the numbers that they're putting out their recommendations and it, it all seems like pretty high uh verging on insanely high for some of the spots like the 340 spot that they mentioned so yeah that, okay uh, no no that's it bd foundry and chat's making a really good point too is like all of the gear that we all had to buy is half the price now as well compared to what it used to be. Like, so for example, when, uh, Dimtree is probably a bad example. Cause I was, it was like such a long time ago that I had to get it. But let's say when I was going for Tet Distos, I, we, we were getting 4k trash an hour at stars end. And for the first few weeks at stars end, I wasn't even, we weren't even allowed to get distos. So like, I had to grind for less money than all of these people can make for items that at the time cost more. A disto at the time was 25 bill, not 19 or 20 bill. And now Dimtree or Pen Armors that I had to pay 18, 20 bill for are all nine bill, eight bill. So it doesn't take two extra time or it doesn't take, you know what I mean? Like there's so many other factors in here that it's like the cost of everything has gone way down. And the money of everything has gone way up. It, it's just the one spot is changing in, in a like a negative in in a downward trend. That it's like I don't know. I just uh, the the amount of anger aggression towards the orc change for new players is like I, I feel like everything's just not being thought out. Mm. You know what I mean? Just, especially because again they're adding. The Calpheon spots, we don't know how good they are. Maybe they'll suck. They're adding the Calpheon spots, but they also are buffing five of the other spots or four of the other spots, and they made a second round of buffs on some of them the week, the following week where they reorganize mobs and put them whatever here and there. And you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. It's just, again, it doesn't, I, I just don't see how it's just going to be a net more difficult overall when everything is getting cheaper and cheaper and everything is, there's way more options to grind. That's going to be a lot less contested. 
So, Frosty, you're never going to believe this. Okay, go ahead. On on God, this is 100% true. Okay. There is someone right in front of me in Velia with the Herald of Dawn title on. That's sad. People use it. People like it, apparently. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's a, uh, you know, I think it's a complicated, I think it's a complicated conversation. Um, It's definitely not like a simple good or bad or anything like that. Um, I I really think, I really want to see what the money and gear requirements are in Calpheon and Elvia before I like make any like really harsh judgments. Cause it kind of feels to me like, I, 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 I honestly don't think it's a coincidence that Orcs is getting like nerfed at the high end right as Calpheon Hadoom is right around the fucking corner. You know? I, I just don't think that's a coincidence. So um I don't know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh it, you know, maybe I'll get proved wrong. I guess we'll find out. Uh the Spoon Elite says, I was a Mystic Main for a long time, but now I just play male classes. I'd play a female class if it was fun enough, but I wouldn't play a female class I couldn't cover up. Genuinely bothers me when games hypersexualize women. Partially political, but mainly because I think it's daft that women would go into battle wearing heels with their tits out. Immersion aside, I want my character to look badass, not sexy. Dude, you don't know. You don't. You don't know what that woman's doing. <laughs> Uh, these next two comments really demonstrate the duality of Tamer mains. Uh, Lincoln Johnson says, As someone who is probably one of the highest-geared Tamers, the howl changes are good. Tamer's intent wasn't meant to be a roaring spam to bot slash macro. Changes are actually good with linking skills. However, Tamer only needs one thing, pet fix. And then Tristan Crow, right after that, says, R.I.P. Tamer. So, mixed bag, Tamers. <laughs> mixed bag. Uh, Looney Lunatic Max Hammer says, Orc Camp contained all uber-geared players. Now this cancer will spread everywhere. GGPA. That's, that, that's that. a, a take I haven't seen. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. John says, Frosty's so funny when drunk, LOL, X, Mm-hmm. I believe it. Matthew War says regarding to the orc AP caps, doesn't the blue text specifically uh, blue text specify it's a soft cap? I'm so confused. The appropriate attack power of all LVO hunting grounds will be adjusted in order to balance the overall loot balance of the hunting ground. We have adjusted so that the efficiency when hunting in the Serendia LVO hunting grounds far exceeds the appropriate attack powder power not powder does not appear significantly. It is within the appropriate attack power. The attack efficiency can be obtained is exceeds. Yeah, but I think as uh, as Dalen pointed out to us and went and did the math. Najil, Najil, Najil did that. Najil. Yeah. Sorry. Why did I say Dalen? I just I read know, his name in your chat. That's why I said Dalen. Yeah, because Dalen uh, is well. Dalen would be the first person I I would tell, except I actually forgot to tell him after Najil tested. So I don't know if he even knows. <laughs> Najil went and did the science. Yeah. It's damn near a hard cap. <laughs> like it's. It is it's, damn near a hard cap. It really it's, is. It's rough, brother. Uh, Skittles in the dumb. The more Frosty streams, the grumpier he gets. I swear. Is it is this a, is this true? It's like is a this a direct well, like, a ha like a happy grumpy. Okay, okay, okay. Uh Jimin's Jam says you guys sound 
You guys sound out of touch with the average BDO's player, average BDO player's money per hour. Also, who the heck is comparing Wandering Rogues to Elvia changes? Sounds like you're fighting with ghosts, lol. I think there isn't any sort of sympathy to lower gear scored players. Yeah, that, I, I literally, literally have Reslar. Uh, no, hold on. Okay, my, my, entire, <laughs> my entire rant is about low gear scored players. Like the fact that these changes needed to happen so the super high gear score players aren't leaving behind all these low gear scored players. I, I know everyone thinks that you when you hit uh, Pen Tuvala and then you get your Ted Ogering that you go straight to Orcs and make 900 mil an hour, but that's not how it works. And they're buffing a million other lower end spots while nerfing the highest end one that is mostly occupied by high geared players and the low geared players that are there are making way less money. Way less money to begin with. So again, no, the, the whole point of it is the lower geared players. That's the whole point. Sorry, that's all. It's just, I, I can't, I don't know how that's like the misconception. It's like the whole point of it is like, dude, there's no reason why all of us who have 305 AP with double pin black star need to be making 400 mil more an hour than all of these players. Now the gap is going to be significantly smaller. Hmm. Storm619 says, my definition of broken or, or OP is based on ratios result to amount of work. For example, if I fight a Musa and a Ninja both kill me in one second, Musa used three easy moves, while Ninja used ten moves, and then Musa is OP. Personally, I have 303 AP Black Star, 362 DP. Now, let's say hypothetically the money per hour at Orcs is the same as Gyphon. I can alt-tab the game, send a message in Discord, and still be alive at Orcs. However, Gyphon, I so much attempt to read a message, I die. I think all grind spots should be somewhat tough compared to the player gear score. As in high-tier parentheses, Orcs is medium difficulty to a high-tier player, 670+. plus. While that same spot should be extremely tough for a mid-player, 620-ish gear score. Also, question for Frosty, if Tamer isn't the worst class then what is the worst class in your opinion in pve 1v1 small and large scale fight in general uh like all of them combined i yeah or, I'm not, or... no it, no i can't be combined oh uh, god that's right? so hard Maybe? in pve in pve it's either Awaken, Kuno, I, I would say Drac, but it's about to get the C skill buff, so that's going to be mostly relevant in like a bit. But it'd probably be in PvE either Awaken, Kuno, uh, Suck Nova, or Suck Corsair. Mm. Maybe. I'm trying to think if something else is that bad. Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, for 1v1, I mean, it's most certainly not Tamer. I mean, Awakened Witch is way worse in 1v1. And also, I, I don't know where Awakened Witch was stand in PvE right now. I have to like go do some research on those two. I don't think they're as bad as Kuno, but they, they're they probably competitive. Um, for 1v1, yeah, like Sage, Witch, like there's a few in there. I, I think Suck Corsair is really shitty. I know they could survive for forever, but... If you get CC'd by a suck Corsair, you're just bad. Um, there's a few that are, that are definitely worse than Tamer. And then for large scale, you 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 could make the argument Awaken Tamer is the worst for large scale or suck Tamer. I, I wouldn't. That doesn't bother me. I'm with you. But for the other two, I yeah, it's definitely not. 
Triconic says this was probably the most entertaining podcast since the anniversary podcast (parentheses or Christmas podcast). We need Tipsy Frosty more often. Instead of white knighting, <laughs> man was ruthless in some moments. Keep up the good work, guys. Oh no! Goddamn, dude. Arathorn X says an idea for protection of node war. Have a node war specific skill similar to core skill that allows you to trade a core skill to half your CC limit to 1.0 so people can still be CC'd in group fights, but if they prefer to limit their CC potential slash protection via core skill in order to not stay in order not to stay on the ground longer than one CC. It's an interesting uh, idea, but then it I feel like it makes the already difficult to balance game more difficult to balance because now the variables right. are extreme. Every, every form of PvP has different rules. Yeah, that's kind of the problem. That, like, is already kind of plaguing the game, honestly. Solus says, this is the most I've laughed on an episode before. Mr. Spectacular 37 says, Frosty, please relay a message to PA for me, trusting you with this info. I am displeased with the RNG I faced at farming for my flame. Spent nine hours and no embers, so please tell them that I am super hurt about this. Thanks. Thanks for the show, guys. Happy birthday, Frosty bro. Thanks, man. I'll, I'll forward that to PA immediately. Yeah, you you got Jay's phone number now, right? Just send him up real Yeah, quick. he gave me his cell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daz I mean, says... Uh, uh, I was talking to Armin about this. <laughs> he definitely agrees that the, the fucking uh, drop on this flame, or the embers in general, honestly, is really, really bad. So They are fully aware. Daz says, value drunk podcast win. Uh, last week... It was it was last week. Blood Diamond yep. seventy eight says, "Let me state my issue with DFS. The person who is challenging you for the spot has nothing to offer, and the person who is challenged stakes his grind spot slash potential silver beast draft tent buff time old moon scroll etc. You literally have everything to lose and gain nothing when you win, and the one challenging you gains your spot slash potential silver if they win. No karma loss, nothing wagered, nothing offered instead of a good fight." Uh, literally no drawbacks, but all benefits. They even have the nerve to set the terms of battle by telling you best of three. What happens if you say no? You're either decked, flagged to be fed, or grinded over because you said no. Alright, I'm gonna take this one. So, if you own the spot, you determine the fucking rules. If it's best of one, best of two, best of three, you know, whatever you want to do. Best of 15, that's on you. You own the spot, you set the fucking rules. That's how I do it. No one fucking argues with me when I do it that way. What they offer you, though, when a challenger comes up, is they offer you peace with the opportunity to win the fight. Otherwise, they will fucking feed your ass. Potent <laughs> potential mobs. peace until they potential lose peace. and then still try to feed you and then get fed. I've never had that kind of situation happen. So I know it does happen. And, you know, like I've seen some situations where it has happened before, but I have personally never experienced that. But yeah. Honestly, like, I get it. They don't, quote-unquote, offer you anything as far as, like, you know, a, a, you're trading this for that, but it's, you know, it's it, you don't own the spot. If you want to keep the spot, you have to continue to fight for it. That's yeah, I mean, fine. unfortunately, I know, like, the whole thing with, uh, and this is separate entirely from the duel for spot, really. Duel for spot is just, like, an element of it, but... No one owns the spot or has a right 
to the spot more than anyone else. So like if someone wants to come up and grind over you right now with the way the rules are, they can. It's annoying and it's shitty. And really like the only recourse you have is feeding people to mobs. And while I get that some people are uncomfortable with dual for spot, the one thing that it does provide for people that are okay with it is a way to just kind of deal with the conflict instantly and go out peacefully. And like, I get that that doesn't work for everyone. And unfortunately, PA hasn't given us a system. So there's just a bunch of different ways people try to deal with it. This, this is honestly the most peaceful approach that the community has actually come up with, I think. I mean, before it wasn't like this. People would just like forcefully grind over each other, just deck all the time. That's what would happen for grind spots all the fucking time, especially yeah. when we had longer cooldowns between server swaps and no home servers for your for your guild. Like it was even worse back then. So I think it's a small price to pay. You know, sure, if you lose, it's a little bit of an inconvenience. It's a little bit of an inconvenience. You know, nowadays everyone has their three fucking servers that they swap to. It's usually an opportunity yeah. there. I mean, or you can the, always the, beat someone up. <laughs> like Taylor says, most peaceful approach is find an empty spot. That is true. That is true. That is the most peaceful way to do it. Unfortunately, for a lot of people, like let's say if I if if I work eight hours and I come home from work, I have ninety minutes to grind. If I spend 60 minutes looking for a spot or I end up just, well, I guess I have to go to Swamp Nagas because there's definitely not going to be people there. It's like, oh, too bad for you. Sorry, man. Yep. Be peaceful. So, that's, uh, that's just the best approach. Yeah. yeah, that's... I value my time over someone else's. That's just what it is. Yep. They ain't making my games for me. They ain't playing the game. I have the right to this spot because I was here first. I'm the peaceful one. Yeah. I I I feel like you guys are actually coming at this from different angles. <laughs> well, I I'm just saying I I, I, I don't feel like Frosty is I... coming at this from the angle of I'm in a spot and someone comes to me in DFSs and I actually is coming at this from the angle yeah, of no, no, I no, want sure. to grind, I'm I, going to go DFS But I'm somebody. saying that, that again oh, I... every time someone says, "Hey, just go here, just go to a worse spot and deal with it" or "Hey, like who cares about your time? Just channel hop over and over and over again, even though it's like, I, I've been there a million times. So many people are channel hopping already on their home channels and are not finding spots. They're not finding an open spot and they're going and getting worse spots. And eventually you're just like, no, fucking today I'm grinding this spot. And unfortunately, like the game, the way the game is designed, if someone wants to come in your spot and fuck with you, they can. That's just the way it is. If you don't like that, then ask PA to change it. Like that's Damn. not anyone else's fault. It's just how it is. It would be and, nice if every spot was wide open and every time you change channels, you got your perfect spot or it didn't really matter that much or if they rebalanced the grind spot so everyone was making similar money no matter where they were, but that's not the reality. The reality is the best spots are limited and those best spots are taken all the time and people try to come up with solutions whether you agree or disagree and sometimes those solutions create conflict for some, sometimes they create solutions for others. At the end of the day, if you're in a spot, you don't own it. And if you get griefed out of it, it sucks. Just find another channel like you want the other person to do. If it's yeah. so easy to find another channel, you could also just swap. But yeah, to also add on to that, though, like people that want to have their spot at all times, basically, you know, have a solo game experience like, OK, then the world's empty. 
you know, like then it's people are going to be like, there's no one playing this game. <laughs> you know, like it. Well, there's I no mean, they're adding it. the one hour thing, so hopefully, yeah, everyone I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's my tin, some that, of it. That's but, my tinfoil is that that's what we're actually moving yeah, to. Yeah, that's, that's, that'll help alleviate at least maybe a, 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 you know a portion of the community's gripe with all this. But at the end of the day, it's you know, like you said, Frosty, you you don't you don't have control of the, the situation because you don't own the, you don't own the spot. Like you have to, in order to maintain, maintain control of that grind spot, you have to keep on earning it. it is what it is. I don't. And for Rizzler, when you were mentioning the, um, the, the different perspective, like I, I look at it from both sides. I attack to gain spots or I defend my spots. I don't mind defending my spot. I do for spot. Like I said earlier, you know, like I was, I basically had three duel for spots earlier <clears throat> during the during the cast, and then uh, you know I didn't have any problem with them challenging me for it. Yeah, but maybe I mean, that, maybe that's from the perspective you know of an individual that's you know capable of handling themselves in those situations. Obviously, individuals that aren't really able to handle themselves, yeah, sure, it's going to suck. But I spent the time and effort towards learning that, you know that side of the game so i mean is what it is yeah for me my my only thing is that i just it, it's not bothering me i'm not losing sleep over people asking for duel for spots it's i totally understand how frustrating it can be looking for a spot for 90 minutes and and just having to go to some shit spot where you're getting way less money yeah it's i i get it so i i don't i'm not gonna sit here and complain because i think i own the spot it's whatever fine and sometimes people take it from me and sometimes I defend it. Sometimes they just ask how long it's whatever. I'm it's fine until Pearl Abyss has a system that we all have to use. Everyone's just trying to come up with their own thing and it's difficult to get consensus. Yep. Uh, Anon says, uh, well, fuck you too. LOL. Well said happy birthday, Frosty. Happy birthday, Anon. Uh, something void says, well, I'm kind of happy that during Easter, someone else got to experience what 90% of open world PVP is like for me. People move on ground while I have them CC, get up instantly after a CC, avoid grabs by doing their, uh, this weird pixel shaking of their character or avoid <laughs> grab by doing skills after my is almost over. In some cases even avoid damage by moving faster than my skill animation. The classic get grabbed parentheses CC'd in iframes. I've been CC'd in the middle of CD catastrophe or in the middle of voltaic pulse and in and a lot of weird shit. I could go on and on with examples. What is weird though is that it happens against specific people the most and always happens when I fight them no matter what which makes me think either they live on top of where the servers are located or they are doing some shady stuff to be able to become almost invincible like that. It feels almost as if I am fighting an after image. Sorry for ranting but at least people will see what it's like to PvP for some of us. I guess he was commenting in respect to the Zeroden clips. Uh, yeah, yeah well, I think he's referring lag. to your, you're talking about the lag. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, people experience that shit all the time for sure. There's definitely a lot of people that. Yeah, hi, run it's into me, desync. Lagster McLaggy. <laughs> yeah. It would be very nice if they. I Again, like, I think we got into the weeds about it last week, but it, yeah. it would be nice if they did something just to show that they're like, it's on their minds and they are working on it. I, I don't believe that it can be solved. Uh,. But 
I think that it could be mitigated some. Like again, like I know uh, one thing that would be nice to know is if it's possible to improve server tick rate. <sighs> that every time someone says central servers solve it, I just think it's the most hilarious thing, especially because everyone's idea of a central server is putting it on the East Coast, which means that it solves it for the half that are having trouble and then fucks it for everyone else. But the thing is, is like central servers don't solve desync. It just changes who's having the problem. That's all it does. Uh, again, yeah. like uh, central servers means Frosty has to lag, and he doesn't like that. No, I. Again, you could take it that way if you want, but right now, West Coast servers mean Reslar has to lag, and he doesn't like that. It's just a bad approach that doesn't solve anything. Like improve bitrate, like fix the actual issue, or try to improve the actual actual issue. Like I, again, central servers are. I'm fine if you want to move servers to actual central server that's fine if you want to move it to the east coast then it's just weird and selfish and but it i don't really care either way the at the end of the day it's like uh, uh, that has never it will never solve it 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 just moves the issue to a different group of people within that radius that's it so it's like i, I don't have, know uh seasons i'm just i'm just pointing out how hilarious it is that people think if you moved the servers to i'm doing central and air quotes to the east coast that it's gonna solve desync because people think that everyone in california is not dealing with desync which is hilarious to me or on in oregon or washington or on the west yeah, coast of I canada I mean, I've you never could seen improve. Somebody say servers should be moved to East Coast. That's weird, but like. Well, they all say it should be moved to Chicago. Which look at a map. Yeah. It's not central. It's never been central. Right, but and to also get truly it doesn't. Central it doesn't help really Hawaii, and it doesn't help New Zealand, and it doesn't help it, Australia, which is like where yeah. a huge player base is here. It doesn't help Mexico. It's like, well, everyone says Chicago because that's where the League of Legends move their servers and everyone that lives around that area or on the East Coast are like, hey, they fixed it. And everyone on the West Coast is like, well, this sucks. Everyone in Mexico is like, this blows. Well, <laughs> okay. First of all, the other countries thing is complicated because, like, technically speaking, should they be playing on NA? But the thing people don't realize about the League of Legends I mean, they didn't thing have a choice when they started. A whole lot of work. They didn't just, like, move the servers to Chicago and that fixed ping issues. They like made their own fucking like they basically made their own internet yeah. to fix the ping issue of League of Legends. And, and it's still not really fixed. No, that's it's why just I have ninety improved. That's why I type that I have ninety three ping on that fixed centralized server. Yeah. Super it's hyped. just far better than it used to be. Um, but that cost them an absolute fuckload of money. They're they're one of the richest fucking game companies out there. So, um, yeah, it's, I, I mean, it's I'm not probably opposed not feasible. to them moving the server to a place where it makes more sense. I, my only point is, if you think that that's fixing desync, you're you're going to be very very disappointed. Um, yeah, I think was that the last. Uh, I think that was the last comment. That was the last comment, yeah. Yeah, you could definitely try to make it not as bad, but anyone who thinks that the centralized server is step one of that is, it doesn't, it actually hasn't changed, it doesn't change anything with the way desync works. All you're doing again is just moving the position and who the desync affects by how much. 
The, but I think a lot of people fear, feel that it, it's, it would be more fair. That's what a sure, lot of people feel like. for the people that it helps, but it doesn't feel more fair for the people that go now to 100 ping and have to deal with the people that it's not fair to right now is deal with. Do you get what I'm saying? No, it's like, but, no, but it, it, it's not... So, it, so if you move it to a more central server, mm -hmm. right? Again, you can't smack it smack dab in the middle of the United States. There's not a server hub there. At least not one that's not probably wildly expensive. So you put it in Chicago, where there's a million server hubs, so it's relatively cheap. They have the infrastructure for it. Okay. Now people on the East Coast, let's say, have like fucking, I don't know, like like 40 to 50 ping. People on the West Coast have like 60 to 80. We, I have 90. And you, again, you said they fixed it in League. Did you not? So what is 90 uh, to doing, 93 uh, ping to Chicago? Is that not Chicago? That or do they norm. move it even more east? That is my norm. It's either Chicago well, or exactly. Dallas. That, that, is, that is my point, is repositioning. And again, I know in League, everyone has their own region because the game is way bigger. But do they have... Do, do they have... I mean, do they worry about but, the players in Mexico or New Zealand or Southeast Asia or the Philippines or but what I, but any what of I'm these other regions? I think that having... so. It's better to put the servers away from both parties than on top of one party and farther away from the other. I think that's what well, a lot of people feel like. that is what you're like. doing. I, I know, yeah, okay, sure. That's how people feel. Un unfortunately, that is exactly what that does. Is it just moves it away from one party and moves it to the other. You, there's not right. just an east and a west coast. There's the north, there's the south, there's the Midwest, there's the middle of the country, there's yeah, other but, countries. I mean, most most of the population is located on the coasts. This is a new revelation for me, <laughs> I realize this. <laughs> okay. I, I guess, I don't know if you looked at BDO's numbers. I, I guess, I, I'm not sure if they're all, what, east coast you're saying? Most of BDO's population is east coast? No, the coasts. Plural, both Mo West most and east. population in the United States are on the coast. I don't know if that's yeah, true that's for Canada, for Mexico, for Southeast Asia. Again, you're not dealing with just the United States. There's only Florida. There is only Florida. And again, my my point is, I I don't mind you move it wherever, but all the decent complaints don't change. Is the end result? What sh will change if you do something like improve tick rate or uh, like do actually try to do things that that help is like I don't know potentially more there I feel like there's a lot that they could do or at least try to do that they're not doing and every time someone thinks moving the servers to Chicago will solve it I, it's just laughable to me anyway I, I find it funny and of course you can't think that that's funny if you're on the west coast because it's like oh boohoo frosty your ping will be bad at the end of the day I, I really don't even care that much it's just uh, it, it doesn't solve anything. I know that the end result is we all desync. Even the people in California and Oregon and the West Coast, even the people in Nevada, they're desyncing constantly and crying about it constantly. Uh, you want to close this out? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's the last comment, so we're good to go. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, make sure to check out our streams in the description of the MP3 or the video if you're watching this on YouTube. Twitch.tv slash SoFrosty for Frosty. 
Nayashi is, is twitch.tv slash Nayashi underscore NA. Mine is twitch.tv slash not Reslar. Uh, thank you again so much to the patrons. Leave a comment. Let us know your thoughts. And we'll see you all next week.